This week on the SpinCast podcast, we have Elon on the microphone. We're going to talk about a few things ranging from bees to reductarianism and a few other subjects. Should be a fun time. Thanks for listening in. Cheers. So welcome, Elon, to the podcast. Uh, great to have you here. Um, today, Elon's got a few things. We, we actually just got back from lunch, uh, so he wrote down a few things he wanted to talk about. I think I had a couple of ideas. Uh, Sid looks like he might have some input today. Um, so say hi to everyone, Elon. Hi, everyone. <laughs> All right. So uh, the, the first thing that I, I want to know, I want to just like put you sure. on the spot a little bit. Uh, why, why did you ask me to be on your podcast? Like we were, you know, we were, we were having a few drinks at a bar and, and uh, I think you asked a couple other people and maybe they said no. I don't know, but what? You wh- were my last choice. No, I, guess, I got that. I'm not, I got that. that but why, like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> that, that's actually not true. Uh, so y- yeah, we were at a bar. We were having a couple of... Uh, couple of drinks. Um, this is actually how this podcast, like kind of, especially the first episode started was I was out drinking with someone and I was like, Hey, you want to just like come talking to a microphone for like an hour? Uh, and then that's how it became what it is. Um, so, so partially that we were, we were drinking, we were having a decent conversation. I thought like extending that conversation on tape, uh, would be, an interesting uh, thing to do. Um, but secondly, I, I actually do think that like, just in general, I think you're an interesting person. There's like, uh, I, I said this um, earlier today when we were having lunch, but someone else asked me about, uh, you know, you were coming on the show and what I thought of it and that I'm actually kind of scared about what you might happen. <laughs> no, don't be, don't so, be scared. Uh, you know, like who knows? It could be, it could be anything, but, um, yeah, I'm excited. I guess I'm mo- not necessarily scared. I'm anxious about what could potentially happen because it can go one of two very opposite ways. One will be like a very, uh, great intelligent discussion. And the other one will just be toilet humor, uh, either of which I'm okay with. Uh, I'm just not sure which way to way it's going to go. I mean, so. we've we've got a, enough time to do both. Really. Like, <laughs> this is true. Let's not box ourselves <laughs> in. There's uh, no life limitations. <laughs> we can even do both at the same time. That would be the goal for me, actually. I I mean, I also you know I'm I'm okay with that goal. I feel like if that's a goal we can meet today, then uh, then we will have succeeded in yeah. in our quest to make a good podcast. Well, like I said, thanks for having me on. I'm actually, I'm, I don't know, it's kind of a weird day for me. Why almost, did you agree to be on the show? Because uh, I was drunk. Okay. I mean, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm not going to mince words with you. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I was drunk, but I was drunk enough to agree. You know, you could have said a lot of things to me at that moment. Just, <laughs> sure. just FYI, you may have played your cards wrong. Oh, like, man. If this is all you got out of the situation. Like, I mean, this Missed could be a whole opportunities different... Uh, yeah, exactly. Up and down the... I don't know. I've been down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I almost, I almost canceled on you. I'm a little bit, it's been kind of a weird day. You know what? Thank you. We, we did just have uh, lunch, dinner, dinner, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, it was a little and, bit uh, of a late I'm, lunch. I'm feeling better now. When I first showed up, I had just, um, I'm, I've become an amateur beekeeper. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been working on it for a while, but now I have my own bees. Like, uh, like I started a couple of years ago, but now I have like my own 
bees and, you know, I don't know, that's a weird way to put it because I kind of do their own thing, but I sort of manage them. It's weird. It's like if you own like a large forest, like do you really own what goes on in the forest? Or sure, is it like you just, just kind of let it you go. Own it? Right, exactly. You just facilitated the start right. of this thing. If anything, you're just preventing like someone from like burning it down or something. Sure. Right? Like yeah. that's the extent of your ownership. But uh, so that's kind of how I feel about, about the bees. But I went and, and checked on them just before we had our podcast and uh, everything's been going swimmingly this season. You start in early spring and I went and checked on them, and uh, the the queen the queen is nowhere to be found. So presumably she's dead. There's really no other like logical option. Yeah, like why would she be gone? Right, like, like it's not she's I, not like taking a vacation. Yeah, I didn't I didn't find her corpse, but that's not surprising because like they would have gotten her out of there, and then she would have been eaten by something on the ground. But anyway, like she's dead. Do, she's do fucking bees dead. Do that? Like she, she, she like dies? They just like they well, just like what are they gonna do? Like fucking put her in a glass case? Like fucking Stalin or whatever? What, like maybe that's not no. <laughs> it's not bee spin. culture. Let's not be childish. I mean, okay. I don't know anything about bees. Uh, <laughs> um, no, they fucking, they got rid of her. Like so, they, she, so was, she was dead. This so, is an interesting, I guess, part of like bee culture. Like that I, I guess, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I learned a little bit about bees in like elementary school, junior high, science classes, whatever. Winnie the um, fucking poo, which by the way, all lies. Everything you learned from about bees. Is if you're lie. listening to this picture, like close your eyes, picture a beehive in Winnie the Pooh. That is not even remotely at all accurate whatsoever. They don't hang from tree limbs. They don't look like that shape that, you know what I'm talking the about? Little, like, the like, little, like almost like a layer cake that, that gets like smaller at the top and the It looks bottom. like an upside down ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah, exactly, tip. exactly. Yeah. That is so, okay, if you want to get into Winnie the Pooh, which I don't know <laughs> I mean, if you do, can. but I am. I mean, why not? So Let's go uh, Winnie the Pooh, that is called a skep hive. Skep, I think S-K-E-P. And okay. that was like, an old school beehive um, technology, if you will. So it was like a man-made container that you could put bees in that they wouldn't totally revolt against that you could like break open and kind of destroy the hive and get honey out of. Uh, that's, I'm kind of glossing over a lot of details. But basically the, the artist for Winnie the Pooh just saw that somewhere and then was like, oh, that's what bees do. And like stuck one when they drew it like hanging off a fucking tree branch. And they're like, oh, that's the... Now I've poisoned an entire generation and a half uh, to think that this is what bees do. So then what, what, it, what does a beehive look like? What uh, is it? It, they, they find like a cavity, like a hollowed out log or, or a tree. So they don't that, even like technically hang from no, a tree. No, once, once in a very great while, you can see an, an exterior hive that's like grown out of its cravi- uh, crevice or, or cavity. Cravity? Okay. We'll cravity. just say cravity. Sure, cravity. It's grown out of its cravity. <laughs> And you'll see some combs on the outside, but that is very rare, especially I, we're in we're in Texas and it's very hot and uh, beeswax. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but when you get it hot, it, it melts. just melts, yeah. right? So it makes sense that it's not going to be exposed to the summer sun, or it'll just fucking melt, right? That makes sense. Yeah. I want to believe that Lenny Kravitz lives in a cravity, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's off topic. So, so this skep hive, it, this was something that. N- Men may, or like was man-made it could be object. A woman. It could have been. Spin. I know. I'm sorry. The we fuck, are, bro. This is an equal opportunity podcast. Yeah. No, but let's face it. It was um, men. It yeah. Was men. It was probably men. It was um, definitely men. So, um, <laughs> they built this to to 
host bees at yeah. some point. So what do you build now? You don't, you're not building a skep hive, or no. are you building a no, skep No, no, no. Skep is kind of like old school. Like you could do it in the way that like Amish people still use, you know, horse and carriage. It's, it's totally like the, as legitimate a technology as it was then. It's just that now there are It'll other ideas. It'll move you from one place to another. Right, yeah. I mean, really. And in some ways you could make the argument that there, it has its... It has value, just like it used to. No gasoline. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So there are still people who make skeps. Actually, a lot of people make them out of uh, cow dung. So you mix like cow dung and water, and basically like use it almost like clay and make. That a sounds skep like out a shitty that. job. And like straw as a substrate. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Hey, um, that that joke stunk. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> that joke did stink. It did. Um, but yeah, I mean, people use still use skeps, but they're kind of an old thing. I use what's called a top bar hive. So top bar hive. Um, but is you know, something what the fuck that you do I know? Like, my queen you... is dead. So you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm fucking doing it wrong. Well, like, it's probably not because of the hive itself. No, definitely right? not. Um, it's something. So, something probably something I did. Uh, so. Um, this hive that, that you got, is it something you built or you just bought? No, like I, a, built I built, built I it. I built two of them and one has bees in it. The other is, is vacant at the moment. I'm trying to like, uh, so if catching fish is fishing, then is catching being? bees being? How, that's, I don't I, know. I, I don't know. It's, but I, yeah, so I I'm like trying, it. I'm trying I like to it because go, of the philosophical implications I, yeah, that yeah, that me could too. mean. Yeah, me too. So uh, I'm trying to go being in the, the other one, but it's an it's a confusing sentence. I think your audience will get it in context. But I I, I I'm my only audience. So. Oh, that's true. Nobody else. I'm not even a fucking. <laughs> no one's to listening to this. So uh. um, yeah. So I've got a hive in one, and I'm being in the other. Um, no no luck yet. Fair uh, enough. But anyway, so the, yeah, this this hive. It's imagine. All right. So uh, again, let's like close our eyes and. Uh, I feel like know, I'm imagine, doing it every time. Yeah. And I'm worried you that you're going to come across the table and do something I'm really I'm pretty well to fucking me. tethered in here. You've got <laughs> like true. this 10-pound microphone in my face <laughs> and five-pound headphones on me. Like, not I'm, not, I'm not going to be lunging anytime soon. <laughs> All right. Um, eyes closed. Okay. Eyes closed. So imagine uh, you have a hollowed-out log that's about mm. four foot long. And it's you turn log. it on its side. It's on the ground, right? Okay. Now imagine you stick it up onto something that will hold a four-foot stretch of log up off the ground about four feet. So it's like a, almost like a sawhorse, right? Okay. Kind of situation. Sure. You saw the top off, and then you allow the bees to live inside and make the top. This is where the analogy gets weird, but the top you put in is, is man-made. That part is totally man-made, and it gives you the opportunity to pull the hive apart comb by comb. And I know that's a little tricky. If you Google it, it'll make sense. But basically, you're trying to simulate a hollowed-out log. Okay. That is the idea of the top bar hive. And Fair enough. You know, theoretically, bees are, you know, they're, they're into that shit. So how do you get the bees to, like, just start making a colony here? <sighs> so there's several... I feel like if you just set one of the... Like, if I just set one outside, n- no bees are going to just, like... I, yeah, they might. Into... They might. But in the same sense that, like... If you just set a, a hook out in the water, like a fish might bite it, and then like there's better bait and better places, and you can increase your odds. And sure, in this case, you can also like there are people who are breeding bees, and you can buy them from them and put them in there, and and then they get going. And so they'll ah, there's there's all these weird little things that you can do. I mean, so you, you've got a cat sitting. I right do. Here. Yeah. What, what's his name again? Sid. Sid. Okay, so Sid. Uh, I can say like. Come here, Sid. Oh, come on, come on. Oh, and he like looked at me, but he's not going to like leap into my lap, right? Yeah. Like I can affect him in certain ways that you and I sort of understand. Sure. But I don't know what just went through his head when I did that. For all I know, he like 
turned to me and he was like, oh, thank you, human, for entertaining me. You were like clapping and doing a little dance for me. Yeah. Or maybe he was like, fuck you. Don't fucking call me. That's yeah. like, that's not like, you don't know me. I mean, we, we just, we really sure. don't know. Like, I, I believe it's probably the latter of those two options. Well, so here's the thing, though. Like, you're kind of, you're, you're making these assumptions based on what you know about yourself and other humans, like kind of about Sid based on some clues and things like that. Now imagine if Sid was actually a collection of 50,000 insects, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you really know about what Sid thinks at that point? Like, it's hard enough. I don't even know what you're thinking, and you and I are almost identical, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, if you zoom out a few levels, like, you and I are the same exact thing, and yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're enough. thinking. Yeah. Then, like, Sid and I are not that dissimilar, right? Like, we're, we're pretty... Again, you zoom out one layer further, and again, we're, this, we're the same fucking thing, right? Yeah. Like compared to a rock, we, we might as well be identical. Yeah, both mammals, you're both Yeah, exactly, animals. exactly. Yeah. And, and like we can both... Hands and live. feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you get what I'm saying. And then like you I have to hands, think about... because he's got extra toes, and they look like hands. He does. Your cat's a fucking freak. He I is, mean, I think he's, he's cool. I'm into it. He's he is freaky. a freak. Yeah. He's freaky. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think about like how far do you have to <laughs> zoom out for you and I to be identical to a beehive, which is a superorganism. I mean, it's like, yeah, there's similarities. So like, like the, if we're looking at the world from the moon. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, like we're, you know, we're both life forms. We take in calories and we like react to stimuli and we produce. But even then, like do we, the, the way, all right, so fundamental. Like one thing that Sid and I have in common. Sid's a boy, right? Yep. Yeah, we both like to fuck. All right. Yeah. Like we well, want to. he's neutered. So. Yeah, well, so am I. Uh, I've actually had a vasectomy, so yeah, oh, Sid, something well. that Sid and I have, have so in common. Even more in yeah. common. The fact yeah. is, though, that Sid and I, you, you have argue, more in common with Sid than I do. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although I'm, I'm kind of a good intermediary. I've had a vasectomy, so I still have my balls, technically. Oh, fair enough. They're just not doing anything. Fair enough. They're, just, they're doing fuck all. <laughs> but my point is that like, the way that bees reproduce even is so alien to us that like Sid and I are much more similar. And, sure. and again, like... I don't really, I don't know what Sid's doing, right? Like, yeah, I guess he's fucking cleaning himself. Is he doing that because it feels good? Or is he doing it because he it's wants dirty. to be clean? Yeah. I don't fucking, I don't know. I don't know. And any guess I make would be just that. It'd be a fucking guess. Yeah. So bees are even more dissimilar. So it's harder to really know what's going on. Like, I'll open my hive and, you know, I'll hear the hum. And it's, it's very exciting. It's, like, very titillating. Like, it's, it's both exciting and scary at the same time because yeah. they could sting them fuck out of me and i just had i i would have to run away that's it like my options are you could either like table flip the hive which wouldn't stop them it would just like ruin the whole thing yeah (laughs) or i could just run away there's no way to like fight them i can't like you know (laughs) can't punch a bee in the right you can punch a bee bee. yeah but that's the thing the hive is really the organism right so it's like it's it's an interesting situation so they're just very different like how do you know what they're thinking but I want to believe that when I interact with them, that we have some connection. And I know, I believe me, I know that that's like me. That's my like my sure. hippie love fest. I want to fucking feel like I'm one with the fucking bees, bro. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, they don't. They're that's not what they're thinking. They and I, I make no bones about it. Like, I have the slightest inkling of whether they're even in like a general mood of like hot and cold, right? Like. Sometimes they're what's called, like beekeepers describe it as hot, which means that they're like a little more aggressive. And sure. then other times of day, they'll be cooler, right? Like, which is what you would expect. Like they're, they're just more chill and they'll let you kind of fuck with them. Um, but even that is such a, 
it's so blurry in terms of getting the picture. It's like so far zoomed out. Yeah. I'm getting like maybe a tone of emotion as opposed to like the subtle nuance of me clapping at Sid and calling his name and him saying like, yes, I like that or no, fuck you. Like even that's yeah. uh, a stretch, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, so I guess, you know, back to the original question was you've successfully created a hive, even though it's not doing well now. Yeah. You've successfully created a hive. Like if I, if I want to start a hive, let's say like I had built my uh, sawhorse um, contraption sure. of a beehive. Uh, and top I was, bar hive. Top bar hive. That's yeah. what you said. Uh, and I took it and I set it outside. What What could I do to like... How how do I, you know, I guess, seed the colony or uh, whether it's purchasing bees or like getting natural bees to come in? What are what is something I could do? Well, so you could either purchase the bees and basically install them. That's actually the, the you just like You just like put them in there? Yeah, basically. And in fact, that's how I got this hive. So last year I tried to uh, go being on both hives and yeah. I, I failed. And I, I, I said from to myself from the beginning, like, so, if so I So hard being... It is hard being. You know? anyway, it's really it's, hard. Like, it, it is, is very hard. It's hard. To, you have to, it is you have so to hard be willing to, be. to accept what happens when you're being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can, could you, yeah, could is, you use it as like, so the same way you would say fishing, like I'm going to go fish. Could you say I'm going to go be? You certainly could. But at what point would someone understand what you're saying? I, I don't think anyone understands no. what we're saying. All but I get what you're saying. I, yeah, exactly. Like, um, I, well, the other thing is that it's also passive. It's, it's actually, so fishing is a little bit of a bad example. It's more like when you put out like a minnow trap, right? It's okay. more, well, Crabbing. even that's not, yeah, that implies though that you're like tricking them. No, yeah, okay, so let's take a step back. Okay. I, I, I likened it to fishing because it does have similarities in that it's about like creating a situation where you are like doing everything That's on enticing your side for them. Yeah. Like you're creating a situation where you're like, you're open and actively open to something else happening, but you at some point have to like, you're meeting another creature or life form or whatever situation like halfway. And then you're just like, if it, the, the rest is up to you fish or whatever, yeah, yeah. but really what you're actually doing, it's more like uh, Santa and cookies. Like you're setting out, you're not even trapping them. You're, you want to make this, fucking palatial palace for the bees. Like you want to make a hive that they're going to find it and they're going to, so the bees let's, let's skip past how they reproduce and just go straight to the fact that there's now this thing called a swarm, right? Yeah. And, and people say, Oh, it's swarm a swarm is a of, bees. of bees. That is, um, so, okay, well we'll go one step back. Basically you have a healthy hive. Sure. It's got enough resources. It's ready to reproduce as a super organism. And so it will do like cell division. It, the old queen, will uh, leave with half, uh, roughly half the worker bees and leave roughly half the worker bees behind and they're raising new queens. And that's kind of like way oversimplified, but good enough. And so that, the original queen will leave the kind of old queen, the mother queen, she'll leave with half the hive and, sh- and they'll just fly to the nearest tree branch and from there they'll send out scouts and they're looking for a place to go and they, they want to find the perfect spot. They're house hunting and hundreds of bees will go out of scouts and then they go and they do this incredible democratic process where they'll come back, tell each other, they'll be like, all right, about 100 yards that way in that direction, uh, you're going to find a tree. And they can even describe 
differences between trees and rocks, we think. Again, yeah. every, by the way, everything I'm saying is from stuff that we think sure, we know. Yeah, yeah. Take it all with a huge grain of human hubris salt, right? <laughs> sure. But anyway, like we think they're communicating about these things and they like get to the spot and then they'll come back and say like, oh yeah, it was great. Or this fucker doesn't know what he's talking about or she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, yeah. And they'll do this democratic process where eventually it'll be down between two spots and they'll send a few more scouts and then it'll like tip the scales to, you know, 51-ish percent. And then they'll all go, okay, that's the one we're going to. And they'll send out a little signal and they'll leave as one solid unit and they'll go straight there and they'll start a hive. It's Interesting. crazy, right? So what you want to do when you're being <laughs> is you want to set out when you're trying the to most be. baller, delicious, like scrumptious hive location that you can. Like, yeah. like, all right, imagine, MTV you know, you have cribs a, exactly or bees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You want yeah. the dirty cribs? Yeah. You so, got to put out a, you know, copy of Scarface. Yes. You got to fill up the fridge with, I don't know. Vuve. Vuve, yeah. <laughs> you talk I'm doubling about this, down yeah. on this, by the way. <laughs> I don't, doubling down I, on I Vuv. still don't think I understand the reference. Um, I mean, I get it, what it is. I don't is. know either. It's I champagne. get what it is. It's good yeah, champagne. Someone told it to me, and I'm willing to repeat it. I think I'm cool. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, put a, you know, few so cars you put out front. In, um, so you'd put it, all right. So there's like the, the physical space. Sure. Like yeah. The, the, the cravity. It's got to have room. Yeah. The cravity, the cravity has yeah. to be just right. Yeah. Well, actually it this has to be within MTV a range. Cribs, Lenny Kravitz. Exactly. Okay. So Lenny Kravitz is there and he's like, <laughs> welcome to my palatial. I, I don't know how Lenny Kravitz talks. I only know I, when he like know. He's plays probably, guitar. He's probably suave. I would assume he's pretty suave. I don't he's know. sexy. I mean, I guess He's so. I don't, I don't know anything don't about say it. You I mean, guess like, so. I don't. I can't even like picture him in my head right now. He he's sexy. Okay, right? he's a sexy guy. We'll, we'll take it. That's how he got on MTV Kravitz's. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you only get there one one of two ways. Right. <laughs> so 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 Kravitz is there. He's showing off his cribs, and so the the physical gravity is good. Yeah. And then the other things that you want to do is you want to set out so. Uh, Bees, they, they see. They actually, oh my God. I just learned the other day, bees have five fucking eyes. You know how spiders have a shitload of eyes on their, yeah, yeah. Eyes on their face? Bees have five eyes. I, I only thought they had the two large compound eyes. That you, yeah. you, know, you picture a bee, you think, oh, it has like large compound eyes similar to a fly, right? Sure. They actually have three. It's in a triangle, kind of like, uh, can you picture the predator? How he like has that laser that he yeah. puts on people. It's like that same kind of thing in the middle of their forehead. And it's actually just like a light meter. And it helps them just detect, uh, essentially it helps them triangulate the sun for navigation. So they're so fucking sensitive that these, imagine how tiny a bee's head is. Yeah. There's a triangle on their head that they're able, they're so sensitive, they're able to triangulate sun rays based on what hits which eye first. Think about that for a second. Like it's a fucking barely a millimeter apart. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going uh, north by northwest, you know, 32 degrees or whatever that is. Like, That's ridiculous. It's insane. So I, I actually just learned that the other day. Like there's still a, a delight to learn about. Okay. So the, <laughs> the other way besides visual is they're very, 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 very big into smell. That is sure. like you think about the hive itself is going to be pitch black inside. There might be a tiny little shaft of light that comes in the entrance, but that's, that's about it. Yeah. So they, they are able to live their entire lives in darkness other than when they're out foraging or, you know, defending the hive, et cetera, like that, which is a, a kind of a fraction of part of their life. So 
they need to be able to communicate and, and think about things in total darkness. And one of the ways they do this, aside from just by feel, they do this at a meta level through smell. Sure. And so there's all sorts of things. So back to the being question is you can put lemongrass oil, which mimics the scent of a queen. Um, it's uh, Nazanov pheromone. Uh, I'm just going to go with that. I'm pretty sure it's called Nazanov. It's something like that. Um, and so it's similar, same molecular compound. So you can put a little lemongrass oil in. And then also, uh, if you have some dead queens lying around, which is not the easiest thing to get your hands on, but if you have a few dead queens lying around, you can pop them in rubbing alcohol and create a, like a tincture, basically, like a, a distillation of queens. And you can put that in there and they'll fucking go buck wild. They, that's, that's interesting because they're coming with a queen. They are, but here's the thing. They'll go in. First of all, they'll go in just to see what's up. They can tell. So they're smart enough to... Let me, let me think of a good analogy. So it's like the difference between showing up at a place that is like a, a, a bare lot or even like a really just like an empty, empty, decrepit house. Sure. And saying like, eh, this is okay, as opposed to something that just got like foreclosed on. You're like, yeah, people used to live here. Like there's obvious signs everywhere. Like... We can live here. They're, it smells they're gone. like a dead queen. Yeah, exactly. It smells yeah. like a dead queen. Something happened here. Everything looks I cool. I just know that there's someone house flipping in East Austin that made that yeah. same comment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This smells like a dead queen. We need to buy it immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they buy ugly palaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cash, <laughs> cash on the barrel. That was terrible. So, okay, so it, it smells like an old home. Oh, and you can it, put some old wax in there, especially brood comb, which is basically like We'll call it nursery wax. Okay. So it smells like babies. So now you, what you want to do is you want to smell like babies and dead queens. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And they just, they'll, they'll move right in. Oh, my God. I just want this to be like the scent of uh, next fall to be yeah. like <laughs> Chanel. Babies Chanel. and dead queens. <laughs> It's all the buzz. <laughs> it's all the buzz. <laughs> I'm, I'm only going to feed your terrible puns, oh, by the way. So. I love it. It's, it's great. Okay. So you did that, and then bees moved in. No, that's the thing I failed at being last year. So this year, oh. I'm still trying to be in one of my hives, and I broke down, and I bought a uh, colony, basically, from somebody else who has an apiary, and that's what I have. Now. So when so, you uh, buy one, then you just, how does that I feel like if you buy one, you still have to get the same thing. You have to get them to move in there. Well, or so, do you just uh, put them in there? Yeah, you kind of just put them in there. So you have a... It's, it's pretty brutal. Like, I actually don't like it. Just be in here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I tried to avoid this because... It smells like babies and dead queens. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I put all that shit in there too, just so they'd be like, you know, a little bit more relaxed. You yeah. know, like, hey, here's your babies. Here's your dead queens. Cool. Like this is a safe place. <laughs> uh, again, by the way, can queens we just a little, died here. Can we just take take a moment and go back to what I was talking about? How like how foreign their their way of thinking is from us. Like yeah, like if I if you walked into a room and there was like blood smeared all over the walls and a few crying babies in the center of the room, you'd be like, I'd be like, I need to, I need leave to buy this now. immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, you would you no, would, would back away. Uh, quickly, but without making any sudden movements, yeah. you'd probably shit yourself at some point. Like they're just very different creatures for all of our this similarities. they yeah. they they have a different uh, mindset. Right? Although to be fair, we we kind of do the same thing when you talk about like real estate agents, and they'll like bake cookies mm-hmm. uh, before yeah, you yeah. like show up to like purchase a house. And the idea is that you move in there and you can like imagine yourself living in the house. Yes. So it's 
essentially actually the same emotion. It's arguably more terrifying, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, but it's the same thing. It's you, you know, when you show like photography of houses or you, uh, go visit open houses, they have it all furnished and it's all set up. It look, you know, they'll put out like a fucking stupid monopoly board out that looks like the game's halfway through and a crib in one of the things. So you're like, Oh, I could move in here and we could have a family game night and there would be a baby in this My room kids eventually. Hate me. Yeah, and it smells like dead queens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, but uh, absolutely. And if we want to like take a step away from uh, you know, kind of like I, I'm just gonna refer to chocolate chip cookies as dead queens. Yeah, dead queens and babies. Yeah, dead queens and babies. and if we babies like, would uh, be the snickerdoodles. So it'd be yeah, like Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so if we want to like take a step into kind of just off the off the cuff bullshit pop psychology pseudoscience sure. yeah. for a second. Like I want to make clear to anyone who might listen to this in, in, in the, in the future that this is not something that, that is accepted by the beekeeping community. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying this is my opinion. Like I could liken that to, you could even make the argument that in the way that uh, us smelling cookies and seeing these kind of subtle signs, like later when you and your, your partner or wife or whatever, are like, talking about the house you wouldn't be like oh my god the cookies smelled so good did you see the monopoly board we need we could live there no, but it's a subconscious, it's subconscious idea, right yeah. so the, the same you could almost make the argument again this is me being totally full of shit is that like bees operate on uh they're 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 a bit more straightforward they kind of have that proto brain where they're almost like little machines as a whole they're actually quite intelligent but each single bee is kind of a little machine right so that one machine is the scout. And when they go in, it, it's not even conscious or subconscious. It's just, oh, I have come to this place. Oh, it meets my needs. Oh, I think this will be a good place for a hive. Oh, it already smells like queens and dead babies. So in yeah. some ways, there, it's, there it's might more even like, be... It's more like they have, they have some sort of like metric that needs to be yeah. met. Like, like dead queen smell needs to be X equals five. Right. Well, it's a and bonus. they walk in and it's like, well, it's at four. Yeah. You so know, for them, it's a bonus. So or if, if it's like a place at nine, where, they're like, man, there was just a queen here. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it proves that it was a, a place where bees could live. Like they Thrive. don't need yeah, it. Yeah. They don't need it. They could go to a fresh, fresh fallen log and they'll, they'll go there. But if they find one with the, the cookies and snickerdoodles and monopoly boards, they'll be like, oh, oh, snap. Well, this I, is- again, I think the same could be said for like humans, right? Yeah. Like if you showed the same house in roughly the same location to the same couple and one was just an empty, freshly built house, and the other smells one was one. Yeah, it just smells of paint. New yeah. carpet. It <laughs> smells <laughs> like the dregs of China's factory just yeah. district. It's just, it's just, just this mist of suicidal workers <laughs> in your face. Uh, and then the other one, you know, maybe it's slightly older. It's been around for a few years. Yeah. A family actually lived in it, so there's parts of carpet that are like worn down. Not so much that you're like, Oh, this house is worn out, but, it, but at the same time it looks lived in like a yeah, it's good warm. broken in pair of shoes or pair of jeans or whatever. Smells like cookies. There's a monopoly board out. Everything's furnished. It looks all like, Oh man, like if we bought a new couch, if we could make it look exactly like this, we could have this happy lifestyle that used to exist here. Uh, if we move into this one versus the other one, which is empty and totally bland and Gotta yeah, we could, we could make it work. It's not a bad house. In fact, it's the exact same house. 
but it just doesn't f- like it's harder for me to make those emotional connections. Uh, and you know, talking back to like bees are like this, uh, you know, uh, machine or whatever. It's probably more like the instinctual brain. It, I would, I would bet that similar things happened with like humans in like hunter gatherer states where they're like looking for a cave to fucking populate because they've grown out of one, you know, like one that showed signs of humans living there before is probably like, there's just bones everywhere and there's, I don't know. It smells like blood. I don't know. Smoke, smoke. Yeah. smells like things that humans did, right? Like the, that would be preferential to one that was like, an untested cave yeah. that could anything could exist in. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, I think that's totally like for what it's worth, I think that's correct. And I think anything that we're doing, we're like justifying things. Like beyond the that the the cookie smell and the Monopoly board, we're like justifying it like, oh well it's in a really good location. Like, yeah, that's true. But the one next door, like you wanted this one instead. Like it's it's that subconscious primal you're you you yeah, I think I think there's safe. there's parts of it like you to go back to the house buying analogy, right? Like there's parts of buying a house that are more intellectually developed than just the subconscious, sure. right? Like But you have to just in a neighborhood. Those, right? Is this like, a neighborhood where there are good schools, right? I would probably if I'm planning on having a kid and I wanted them to go to good schools, I might choose the one with a good school that's totally empty and has no history over the one that has history in a terrible neighborhood, right? right? But that's more an intelligent decision. That's like bees aren't bees probably aren't doing that to the, like they're not they don't have to school their children. Now they're, well, they're they probably doing things to see nearby. that there's like resources yes, nearby. Absolutely. But but given the same resources, like if you if you take a a house here and one you know five miles away, we have the same access to water. We have the same access to food. Like. The, the survivability of a human in this apartment versus somewhere 10 miles away yeah. is exactly the same. Uh, and it's probably similar for bees in a roughly similar area. Well, so right? what it comes down to is opportunity, right? Like yeah. If we're really going to boil it down for humans and bees, it comes down to opportunity. It's, it's part of it is just what, what did you find? Like there's never going to be the perfect option or rather I should say, if you're looking for a home, it means that you, Oh, so I should mention uh, when the bees are in this situation. So one thing that perplexes me and I've actually been, I'm reading a book about swarms right now to try to learn more. What perplexes me is that they don't try to find their new home before leaving the old one. They'll leave and then try to find it. And they basically have three days and if they don't find it, they'll fucking die. Like, straight up there they have a certain amount of food reserves with them and they're doing what's called bivouacking so they have no you know outer shell to protect them and granted they're not doing this in the middle of winter they're they're they'll only leave when like the weather seems you know uh uh you know uh hospitable to them they take all the food they can carry with them so they're not totally boning themselves but i don't understand why they don't look for a house first so i'm hoping this book i'm reading will tell me more but it's fascinating. So what's just the book called? Uh, Honey Bee Democracy. It's, it's a good one. Actually, it's the first book I've ever put on hold at a library and like followed through and gotten from the library. Like very, I'm serious. I was serious about getting this book. I think the only so time far, I've so ever good. done that was I, uh, I checked out a book to become a amateur radio operator. <laughs> so to like learn how to 
do ham radios. I did it like a few years ago. And I went into the, li- I was like, I'm not going to pay $40 for this book. So yeah. I went to the library. First time I'd been in a library in like 10 years. That's a little sad, and by the way. It is really sad. Especially Libraries I, are great. <laughs> I haven't been in one in, in like two years. And there's one like three blocks away. It's, I could, I actually ha- walk by it all the time. Could, I mean, think about there. like what, what else is there in your life that's like a library? Really, like they're the internet. Uh, mm, Except I don't have to return anything. So okay, that's that's interesting. There is a lot of free content on there, but it's not really free, right? Like anything you're getting for quote unquote free, barring a few very like off to the side examples. Most of the free shit, you're you're like paying by your eyeballs, right? Like you're you're looking at ads and shit like that. Like the sure. library, yes, you could you could zoom way out and say, oh well, we're paying taxes for it, and yes, that is true. But like the library is kind of just doing its thing, and you can be as involved or as or as uninvolved as you want. And, and most this, people are entirely uninvolved, right? But it, it creates this beautiful resource for the people who want to be involved. Whereas the internet, I would say, is a little different in that it's definitely has a consumerism like capitalistic base, which I think is great. I love the internet. I'm fucking all about it. Yep. Sure. If you're listening yeah. to this, you almost certainly are using the internet to, to listen to this. You definitely have to be using the internet. Right, like, I don't think it is uh, not spins burning CDs and passing them out in front of I a nightclub. Should, like, I should, like, stand out in yeah. front of, like, hey, just bro, burn you this. you listen to my new podcast? My new mixtape? No, no, <laughs> hey, bro. Like, it's, it's really good. It's I, really good. I might, Fresh cuts. I might do this, actually. I, you know, I hope you do as a novelty, but that's all it will be. No, I know. It's, that's literally novelty. all it's going to be. But the, I, but I want to do, like, up stupid art and have those little paper sleeves or whatever <laughs> yeah. just stand out front of like a club that's letting out and be like hey, hey you guys want to listen to a podcast you guys want to <laughs> listen to a conversation <laughs> just standing out this thing Word. it'd be so stupid so i did have a question i wrote down sure. uh so y- you mentioned um that your queen is missing uh, yeah she's dead she's can we just call a spade a spade well you I, said you didn't find the you didn't find the the but, dead but thing. i wouldn't i wouldn't i so okay she's gone so I couldn't find her, first of all, which is not super unusual. She's, she's distinct, but not that distinct. It's hard to find her among ten to 80,000 bees. Sure. Um, what I didn't find, though, uh, in, in this part of the year, in the height of summer, we're in a little bit of a, a, a nectar dearth, which means like kind of lean times. We're in between flowering uh, sure. time of year. But anyway, the queen can lay 2,000 eggs in a day. Like 2,000 eggs in a day. It's more than her body weight. She will eat so much honey that's fed directly to her that she can lay more than her body weight in fucking eggs a day. It's hard that's to ridiculous. really imagine. Anyway, point being, she's not just sitting there. If she's there, she's laying eggs. Um, I Today when I was looking, I found no eggs. Uh, her laying pattern was amazing. So she was laying really, really well for the last couple of months. Everything was going just gangbusters. Yeah. And then today I looked and there was basically no sign of new life. So since the last time I looked, everything that had been laid had been hatched out and there's no sign of the queen. Couldn't find her. No eggs. Like she's dead. She's dead. I, I just need to come to, to grips. With well, it. so sad, one but. of the things that I was, I was thinking about, and maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong on this is that like you mentioned earlier that the way bees like kind of populate new hives is that the queen and half the colony take off with no new, like with no hope for something else. They're just like, well, hope, but not yeah, yeah. like no plan for another place. They take off and they leave the rest of the hive behind. Is it possible that she just did that instead? 
God, if, if only, if only. I really, I, I wish that were so, Spin. That would be the sign of a very healthy hive. Like, well, I mean, could a queen leave without a replacement queen? Um, no. So what, okay, so what would happen is, so we, we talked a little bit about what happens when the, the, the hive divides into a swarm. It's called casting a swarm, right? Like sure. cast out a swarm. And they, they can do this a few times a season, in fact. It's how they reproduce as a hive. So if that were to happen, or I should say when that happens, uh, what will first happen is the workers or maidens. By the way, uh, Europeans use the words queen and worker, and then there's drones, which are the, the males, but, you know, whatever. They're, they're a whole sub, separate subject. They're actually pretty fascinating. But okay. there's the queens and the workers. Really, though, most, uh, like a lot of African cultures, um, will call them mother and either daughter or maiden, or, um, like if you, if you translate it. Because so the, really... The, she, the workers are female as well. Yeah, and they're all her daughters. And the queen... So the problem with saying queen is it implies that she rules... And that she makes all sorts of decisions. Really, though, the only thing she decides is that she puts off a pheromone just letting them know that she's still alive and kicking so they won't replace her. But it's, it's this weird kind of like hive mind. And, you know, that's where that expression yeah, comes from. Yeah. And it's this hive mind thing where they make decisions. It's silly to call it democratically. Like, we use that term because, again, it's, it's something we can wrap our heads around. But it's more of like a just a single mind where they're if your goals are perfectly aligned with one another, then there's no need to argue about shit there. You're either doing the right thing or not. Like you and I might fight over something, right? Sure. But really if we're working towards the exact same goal at all times, completely selflessly, we would never argue about anything. We would just like inform each other. We'd be like, Oh, don't go over there. Shit's fucked. And you'd be like, Oh, thank you for telling me. I appreciate that. I won't go over there. Shit's fucked. Like, I'm not lying to you or manipulate. Like, yeah, you have no reason to have a one up. Right. So democracy kind of like it brings up. So, I mean, it's a word with a lot of baggage, right? Yeah. um, So it's interesting. Anyway, the point is that they'll decide that uh, it's ready. They're ready to swarm. The queen doesn't decide shit. The mother doesn't decide shit. She, They'll decide it's time to swarm. They're strong enough. They don't have room to expand further in their gravity. And so uh, they'll cast a swarm. But before they do that, the, uh, the maidens, the workers, they'll create queen cells, usually about five, give or take one or two. Um, and queen cells are special. You can picture uh, a comb, right? It has sure. these little hexagons that they use for storing honey, pollen, propolis, like they're, they're alive, young, all, all that. Um, They'll create some special cells on the bottom of a comb. So they're vertical instead of horizontal. And they're larger and they're made for queens. They're called queen cups. And they'll, the queen, they'll, they'll herd the queen down there. And I, I do mean that. They'll herd her down there. Um, they'll show her where it is. And she'll lay some eggs in there. And, and then she'll leave and go about her business and lay more eggs wherever her coterie, her, they call it the court because of the whole you know, queen yeah, thing. Queen, yeah. um, so they'll, they'll herd her away. And, and then after that, other maidens will come and they will uh, feed that royal jelly throughout its pupation and it will, they'll all become queens and they'll cap them off and they'll look like peanuts almost. They'll be long, elongated, like, like picture a cone head's you know, head. Sure, right? so yeah, yeah. These long cones that stick off the bottom. And the queens, when they're just about ready to chew their way out of there, when they're just about ready to hatch, if you will, that's when the queen will take half the hive and leave. Um, it's when she knows that there are queens to replace her. And this is fucking crazy. I, this is one of my favorite honeybee facts. Oh, man. So 
there's about, let's just call it five, right? There's sure. five new queens. And imagine they're like in their cells. They're in their little, their little room, right? They're like about to hatch out. So they're really essentially fully formed. Yeah. They've got like a day left to, you know, finish cooking, if you will. Yeah. And the first one that hatches out, she'll chew her way out of this kind of papery, you know, wax. She'll chew her way out and she'll make a sound. And I'm not going to try to imitate it because I, I don't have the fucking mouth parts for it. Sure. I just don't. Yeah. I, don't have, I don't have a lot of mandibles hanging off of me. <laughs> but she'll make almost like a clicking sound. And it's basically her going, Marco. And then the other bees who are in their cells who are still, they're like basically ready to emerge. They just didn't quite emerge yet. They'll go, Polo. And she'll go, Marco. And they'll go, Polo. And she'll come over and she'll find them. She'll make her way there. She's still a little shaky because she just was essentially born. And she will chew a hole large enough for her stinger uh, by the way, queen bees can sting as much as they want. Uh, as much as they want, they don't have barbed stingers, yeah. so they can sting and not die like the the rest of them, where their their stinger is stuck in something and it rips out their backside. Anyway, so she will chew a small hole. She'll insert her backside, her stinger in there, her, her, and she will uh, sting her sisters to death. And they won't fight her back. They won't try to like bite her as she's doing it. They will just calmly accept. They'll even present the back of their neck and let her sting them to death. And she'll go around and kill the other four in this example, and then she will be the queen. So that is how much of what? a super organism they are. They're Holy like, oh, shit. well, you, yeah, we only need one queen, and you made it out first. You are clearly the strongest genetically or whatever, like emotionally, whatever. However, they, these they answer like, yes. yeah, come kill me. Exactly. She <laughs> says like, hey, I'm out first. Uh, I'm going to come kill you guys. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, like, hey, I'm con- right over here. Congratulations. Right over here. Come on, come on over. Yeah. Here's the back of my neck. Right. And so she'll, <laughs> she'll just fucking murder them. And that's one of the last things that she'll do that like she is fully kind of, you would say, in charge or queen-like. Yeah. Um, after that, she's a virgin queen. Uh, her, her court, her drones, her nurse bees, whatever you want to call them, they'll, they'll take her out of the hive and help her find a uh, drone cloud which is the male bees, they'll, they'll, oh, dude, it's so crazy. We, <laughs> we super smart humans just have no idea why drones know from all around. Drones will come and congregate from all different hives all around in certain spots. It's like, it's like down on Dirty Sixth, right? Yeah. Like all the frat boys just sort of know what the meat market is. <laughs> like, it's not that the place is called like, uh, everyone gets laid. Like, it's like they just I mean, kind of tell each other. there have definitely been events. Like, they have right. an event on, uh, on the east side where they did for a while called Fuck Me, Fuck Me Fridays. Fair <laughs> enough. So, you know what, though? So, I would argue that that's one more example of uh, a way in which we are less sophisticated. The yeah, drones, because we had to like make yeah, literally ads for spell it, it out. Yeah. Literally, like the anyway, the drones just we're not quite sure. It seems to have to do with like temperature and environment, you know, whatever bullshit, bullshit. We think we know. We're making shit up. Anyway, they get they all show up at the same. They all club. show up at the same club, and the the queen will show up with her with her crew, right? Yeah, um, her entourage, uh, and um, they'll kind of her entourage will hang back a little, and she'll fly up into the drone cloud, which by the way can be like hundreds of thousands of feet up in the air. I mean, not as high as like a jumbo jet, but like way higher than you would expect. Yeah. Like well above trees and whatnot, right? So not so, hundreds of thousands. Of not hundreds. Jumbo jet. I'm sorry, yeah. hundreds and... Uh, did I say... I did say hundreds of thousands. Yeah. I meant to say hundreds and or thousands. Okay. Like I, I, I'm not... It could be, it could be like it's above a the trees. couple thousand feet It's above the trees below up. the clouds. Okay, cool. Anyway, so she'll find this cloud of, of uh, drones and they'll 
just fuck her silly, right? So like they they fuck in midair. It's fuck and, me, fuck me Fridays. Yeah, it's fuck me, fuck me Fridays all all night long, all day long. Uh, they're Dierno creatures. Yeah, and so they'll fuck her. So one drone will fuck her at a time, and they don't fly while they fuck. So that's one of the reasons why they go so high is because, because they're gonna fall. They're gonna fall. So they need time. So they're falling and fucking at the same time. Um, they're not flying. They're falling and fucking. And right it's before the they three hit the ground, F's of the bees. yeah, he'll he'll finish <laughs> flying, fucking, and falling. He's, well, they're not flying. Though. Well, but they Until, were. They yeah, were they flying were, and first they will again. And so then she's gonna. Then one of gonna them break will. Off. Yeah, one of them will. So the queen will break off. The drone will just kind of stop. He'll just be like, "I'm done," and then just hit the ground, and he'll just turn off. He just stops. Like he won't. They they don't. <sighs> I don't know how else to put it. They don't die right away. They just stop doing stuff. They're like, I'm good. And they just lay in a pile. There'll be a pile of, uh, what's crazy, it's not like the impact of hitting the ground killed them or anything. Or, yeah. It's nothing like that. They're just, there's, there'll be a pile of drones on the ground when this event is done. Because she'll fly back up, find the next bow. Yeah. They'll fall and fuck. And then Debbie she'll fly Dallas. back up. Oh, yeah. Well, so she'll mate <laughs> once in her life. She has spermatheca, which are basically like, you can think of them as uh, like sacks that fill up with sperm inside her body. And she'll, she'll lay eggs off of that for the rest of her life. Could be up to like five, even longer years. Um, so she mates once. She, she fills up, you know, tops up the tanks and then goes back to the hive. And then she'll lay her 2,000 eggs a day or whatever it is, right? But the males, the drones, they'll just lay there in a pile. And again, it's not that, it's not that they died when they ejaculated. They just came. Yeah, yeah it's not that they the, just the lay queen there for bit a their head off like a fucking crazy spider bitch. They, they just, they were like... I don't really have any place else to be, so I'll just lay here until I expire. Like they just oh, but turn they eventually off. die. Well, yeah, they die just in the sense that if you were so depressed that you laid in your fucking bed and you didn't like feed yourself, I mean, you would die. I feel like it's not fair to say that they died depressed. I feel like mm. they died. No, 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 no. I don't. I, probably the culmination of like. Yes. Yeah. What I did not mean to, to imply that yeah. they were depressed. I just meant that's sort of the, a human analog of someone literally like just you, laying there. It's like till if you, you had die. a yeah. Essentially, I don't know if this would be like the best way to go or the worst, but like if you basically had a heart attack while you were having an orgasm. That's the thing, though. I so I I know they don't. Do, it's not that's exactly what's so crazy same, to me. Right? Is that it's like if I have a heart attack while I die, it's sort of like whoa, I'm at the pearly gates, like. How, how did you die, my son? I went out fucking St. Pete, and he like fist bumps with an explosion. You know, like yeah, yeah. no, this Blow is just like he's they're they're just like nah, I'm good, I'm good. I did I did the thing. Yeah, but like how far after that is is it that they die? Is it um, like I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't know. It can't be too long. Um, so I don't want to say for sure. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh. uh all right. Well, we've been talking for a little while. Uh, I think we should take a break for a second. Maybe refresh the beers. I don't know where you're yeah, at with yours, uh, but we'll uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back with Elon. Uh, had a, quite an interesting discussion about bees uh, in, our, in the last session, uh, but uh, I think you had some other things you wanted to talk about. Let's see if we can get into something I, different. I do. So uh, we were, 
as we mentioned, we were just having uh, dinner together. Uh, we had some barbecue. It was so sweet. And uh, I looked over and <laughs> I, I fucking, I can't escape this thing lately. So uh, I pointed out uh, a car to you. Um, oh, do you, yeah. Do you remember? The, yeah, yeah. Do you I don't remember. It was a Corvette, wasn't it? Yes. Or, yeah. It was. Um, it was. It was a like a shiny red midlife crisis Corvette, right? Yeah. Like what I'm going to buy in a few years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And it had a, like a dealer plate on it. Spin, are you, are you a car guy? I'm not. I don't even own a car. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're not so, a car guy. I'm yeah. not a car guy either. Like I, I have a truck because it moves things and I mostly don't sure. use it, right? So not a car guy, um, but I am uh, woefully insecure. And so uh, I, I live in an apartment building and there's a small parking lot. There's, there's um, you know, not really even like enough space. You know, typical Austin bullshit, right? Yeah. There's this guy um, and he lives there and he's lived, he's lived in this place forever. And he, he's like on like the HOA. Oh, I should mention they're like condos. So we rent a condo from somebody else who's just, you know, making money off of us or whatever. Sure. This guy, like, oh, he's one of the few people like owns this place, right? And uh, for, we've lived there for two years. Uh, I'm giving you the backstory. I'll come back okay. to the car. Yeah, no. So, um, he has this spot and it's, I have to walk right past it to get to my door. Like he's like, his, his, one of his two parking spots is like, Right by my door. So I, I have to walk back, walk past it no matter what I do. And for years, he's had this like very shiny, very impractical red pickup truck. Like, like the, one of those vehicles that you like chamois with a chamois cloth or diaper with a diaper or whatever, you know, all that <laughs> shit. Like you, you, do you, you diaper go, a car? I mean, you I use mean, a diaper. So I, I don't know. Do we, you use a diaper? Is this isn't a that thing like that, the thing? I don't know. I'm not I, a car guy. I, I don't know so anything about cars. I feel like I absorbed this fact and <laughs> took it in as true, but I don't know how I have no first hand experience. I've never heard or seen it. Yeah. So. Like a di- diaper cloth, you know, not like the, not like a Huggies whatever disposable, like the di- old school diaper cloths are super soft. It's just like, called chamois. Um, I think they've, you come to call them chamois, but I think back in the day people would use diaper cloths because let's face it. Like if that's it's what they were not going to scratch your baby's dick, like it's not going to scratch your paint. Why has it got to be a boy? It doesn't Don't have be to be a boy. Sexist. Well, okay. What am I going to say? It's not going to scratch the inside of your, your baby's like v- vaginal canal. Like that doesn't I, make I any know. sense. What are you I'm jamming just... the diaper in <laughs> your baby's vaginal canal? Like, come on, spin. I guess you're right. I could have said it's not going to scratch your baby's labia. It's not going to scratch your baby. I just your feel like, I just feel like just a baby's dick is going to rub more. Entirely. Uh, it's not going to scratch, your scratch baby. their baby's bottom. There you go. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So now that we're back on the same page. Anyway, so, you know, he, a moderate amount of shammy diapering activity, <laughs> but it's like a very impractical pickup truck, and which I already sort of, like I sneer at, you know, in, in yeah. my way, right? Sure. Like, in, and more on that in a second, but I kind of <laughs> like, I already looked down my nose a little unjustly and completely unwarranted at this guy's activity. Recently, he got this shiny red sports car. I only know it's a Corvette because I've had three other neighbors come up to me and say like, oh, did you see so-and-so's new Corvette? Like, yeah. and it... I'm surprised <sighs> I recognize it. It's the fl- it has like flags on the back. Or I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... I, I don't know I don't know what what it is about this whole situation, but it like every time I walk by, I have some strong feels, and I don't really know what it is, and I've been trying to figure it out and do some soul searching. Maybe you can even help me. Like okay. I I think ultimately 
uh, spoiler alert, I think it's that I'm insecure and that I think I have like meta petty bullshit. Like, like I, so, okay. I, this guy has his car and he is out there every fucking day. Um, baby dick shamming this thing like every day. I mean, it's, it's actually uh, irrationally insane. The amount of time this guy, (laughs) I shit you not every time I walk by, I would say at this point, two thirds of the times I've walked by. And again, that's every time I come in and out, he is out there. Sure. Like babying this car. And he like puts a cover on and he has like a fake owl next to it to keep birds away from it. Like, this guy's very into it. And I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm not jealous that he has the car. Like, I don't want the car. If you gave it to me, I would sell it. Yeah. I would be, and I'd be proud and I'd that I sold five it. five other cars. Yeah, yeah. I would be so <laughs> proud. I'd be like, that my, my Jew would come out. Uh, I'm a, I don't know if you know this, but I was raised very Jewish. We I could talk about know. that in the next segment. Oh, Fair my enough. God. Nine <laughs> years of yeshiva. Anyway, my, my, my inner Jew would come out and I'd be like, ah, I sold it for a profit. Hey, look at me. Anyway. That's what I would be proud of, right? So I'm not jealous that he has the car. I don't want to drive it. I don't want to sit in it. I don't want to use it to get like, you know, pussy or whatever people get those cars for. I don't know. Right. So it's not, it's not that. I know it's not that. But like I refuse to look him in the eye while he's like working on his car. Like I don't want to engage in him. I don't want him to like have this weird power over me where like I talk to him and he's like, Oh, did you see my, my car? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really nice. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's this very strange pettiness. And I've been trying to figure it out. Like, I shit you not. So I'm, what, what would, here's, the, here's what I think would be the right response, right? Like, this guy gets his car. And the first time I walk by and he's working, uh, you know, doing his, his, his weird baby dick thing, I go like, hey, I see you got a new car. It looks like you're really happy with it. I'm really happy for you. Good job. And then I walk by and that's it. And like, we have a nice little neighborly like exchange and that's it. And the whole thing's over. Yeah. What's actually happening is I, I am like bitter that I have to like see him having this, this, what I perceive as being this like useless, weird object that other people care about that. I don't, I don't. And I feel broken because I don't care. And then I feel (laughs) weird that I don't care. Like, and, and then it's like a point of pride that I don't care. Like, I'm too cool. I don't, oh, you got a, I see you got a Corvette. I, I'm not really into that right <laughs> now, but that's great for you. Like, it's this weird pettiness and I shit you not. So I'm, I feel nothing but negative emotions about this whole situation <laughs> to the point where, and this is, if you think I'm proud of this, I'm not. I'm, just, I, I'm just telling you the truth right now. Like, I shit you not, if I walked by when I come home from this podcast, if I walk by to go to my door and I look at his spot and I see him like rolling around on the ground, like covered in, you know, asphalt dust and tears. And there's like broken glass everywhere. And I go like, Whoa, what happened? He goes, my my Corvette was stolen. Like I would feel happy. I would actually (laughs) feel, but I couldn't even enjoy it because I would immediately, immediately chastise myself in inner inwardly. Uh, for feeling happy about this Someone horrible thing. Misery. Yeah, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I don't, I can't quite figure it out. I, I think part of it is that, like, I think it's a, a useless thing to do. Like, I personally would not ever spend my money to buy, like, this Corvette. And sure. so, therefore, I, if you take that a few steps out, therefore, he is an idiot for having done that. Yeah. And I don't, I want to feel better than him. But really, at the same time, um, I couldn't really do that even if I wanted to. So yeah. how am I like 
to look down on him when he's like doing well. Yeah. It, well, and, and then there's that whole other level of like, well, is he doing well? What's really important <laughs> in this fair. life? Like it's so fucking complicated. And it's, all I want to do is go home and not look at his <laughs> stupid fucking car. That's so interesting. Uh, cause so I don't own a car. Uh, I haven't owned a car for about six months now. I got rid of my car. I used to own a mini Cooper. Um, and I remember when I got it, it was actually, um, I moved here in 2010. Um, and shortly after I moved here, I got in like a three car pileup accident on the freeway. Uh, my car was totaled. Um, luckily it, at the time it was most, it was paid off except for like $30. So <laughs> I had to pay like $30 to get my title and I just gave it to the junkyard or whatever. And then I got some insurance money to put down on a, new car um and at the time i was in a really terrible place in my head i was uh, i i have these waves of like extreme depression and then like just mania <laughs> the rest of the time I, I i guess there's a term for that but i i've <laughs> never i've never been diagnosed there is with a it. term for that uh, but anyway i i have these times so i was in kind of like a dark place and for whatever reason it was the things, the thing that helped me kind of get out of it was simultaneously I got like, uh, I was living in my sister's place at the time because I, I moved in with her uh, when I moved here because I didn't have anywhere to stay. I didn't have a job or anything. Um, so I, I, at the, simultaneously I bought this new car and I also moved into my own apartment, um, which I had lived by myself prior to this, but it was just like, kind of like re-verifying that like, okay, I've, I've made it in the world or whatever. So like these material things meant a lot to me. Like my car meant a lot to me. My apartment meant a lot to me because I worked very hard to get them. And now I had them. Uh, and I felt like people would respect me more because I had, uh, a fairly nice car. I mean, like, say what you want about Mini Coopers. I think they're... No, like, there they're, they're are, like, beyond just the A to B car. Like, they have a personality. Like, Yeah, exactly. I mean, some people, people some people think it's on. funny that a, that a guy was driving around a, a little Mini Cooper or whatever. But uh, I loved the car. It was great. I joined the Mini Cooper Car Club. I would yeah. go on drives with people. Um, anyway, so I was, I was really all about this car. Um, and... And then I started traveling a lot for work and uh, I didn't get to use it as much as I did because I was just gone all the time. Uh, so this beer is making me gassy, by the way. Get your shit together, I know, seriously. Ben. Be a um, fucking professional be, and hold it in. Be a goddamn professional. Um, that is the second time I've said the phrase goddamn professional <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so uh, anyway, I got this car, uh, and it meant a lot to me, but then I was traveling. I wasn't getting to use it a lot. And in traveling, I was using Uber and public transportation and all these things all the time. And I remember getting home from finally traveling for like a year and a half, um, and just not wanting to use my car, uh, because I was so used to just like pull up the phone, get an Uber, where am I going? Um, but I kept my car for a long time, for like a year after that. 
Uh, and then when I finally got rid of it about six months ago, like I just was so fed up, I just put it on Craigslist. I probably sold it for way less than I could have, but it sold in like six hours. You know, someone just came and bought it for cash, which was just like the lamps you're going to sell for $10. Yeah, I'm going to sell all this shit. Uh, but it was, it was hilarious because I like took like one shitty picture of my car that was parked, hadn't moved from its parking spot. I was fairly certain it wouldn't start. And I put it on Craigslist and like within six hours, someone came here, handed me a shitload of cash, like transplanted a battery from a running car into it and drove it off with a flat tire. And I, I was like, all yours, man. Like, Fair I, don't, I don't care. Uh, like, but since then. That person had a big hole to fill. Yeah. I think they were actually, I think he said he was buying it for his daughter. Uh. Like, and, you know. Teenage girl getting a Mini Cooper in high school, like yeah. for cheap, like so super I'll, cheap. I'll retract my statement that because I feel like now if I say that's a big hole to fill, that's inappropriate. <laughs> so enough. that's not yeah, what yeah. I was implying. That, that was just yeah. so we're clear. Yeah. I didn't know ahead of time. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, once I got rid of it, uh, so since then I, I walk everywhere. I take buses. I ride an Uber and all these things, and. Like cars, like mean nothing to me anymore. Like literally, like you mentioned that Corvette, I didn't even see it until you were like, "No, that car right there." And I was like, "Oh, the shiny red thing." Yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea it was there. I would have never even noticed it. It didn't mean anything in my life. Um, I want to go to there. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go back to the place where I don't see red Corvettes everywhere. Like I, I just don't even. I even have friends that drive really fancy cars, and every once in a while they'll say something about their car, or they'll, you know, tell me about their car, and I'm like, I don't know what this is in reference to, or why yeah. this matters, or anything. And then simultaneously, they'll, you know, like I've, I've gotten things where I'll, I'll tell someone like, oh yeah, I'm just going to ride the bus. And they'll be like, you're going to ride the bus? Like, oh my God, do you need a ride? And I'm like, no. Will you be okay? okay? I've, I've got the bus. It costs buck 25. And that also doesn't mean anything to me. Like the bus doesn't give me any status or in my, yeah, it's just like, it doesn't detract from my status. It's just like, it's just a method of me getting around. I literally don't care. And so, yeah, so it's interesting that it bothers you so much, especially because, like, outside of this conversation, I would think that you'd be the least deterred by any sort of, of people that I know, that you'd be the person that'd be like, oh, fuck material things. Like, I, I want generally, to be that. it doesn't. I feel, I feel like that's like the opinion that I already have of you is that you are that person, that you just like don't care <sighs> so, about those and things. And usually, so that's, um, that's what's killing me is that, like, <laughs> So part of it is is that's the facade, right? Part you realize just, that the picture that's going to go on the website for this is going to be that red car. You're uh, <laughs> you're, you're a special guy. I really anyway. I really like you, Spin. Yeah. You're I'm, a friend, and a confidant. <laughs> um, you know. Oh, okay, so first, let me just touch on sure. what you said. Um, part of that is just. That's part of my my petty like hipster image that I I try to cultivate is that I don't care I'm I'm too cool for school like I don't care I don't need any of this shit like sure and and I would say that like yeah all of us have like an image like all of us want to come across as like some type of person but I I honestly believe that in most cases of you like I, I don't think it's yeah. totally a facade like it's it's not totally a facade. Yeah. you know what it is it's 
it's a facade that grows out of in the same way that like tree bark used to be on the inside and it just became the outside. Like, yeah, it, it, it is true that in most cases I actually don't care. And I really, so this is why I'm so confused, Ben. I really do think that buying a Corvette is stupid and I really don't want a Corvette. It's not even the car. It's the situation. Like if he had uh, uh, I don't know, a fucking golden calf statue in his parking spot and he was out there shamming it. It's not, so let's not confuse the, I, I appreciate your story about yeah. the Mini Cooper. It's interesting, but I'm not, <laughs> it's not even the, the fact that it is a car in any way, shape or form. I, you, you're right. I don't care about cars. I, I walk or bike most places or also take the bus. Sure. It's not the car thing. It's the status symbol and the fact that like, other neighbors of mine are, will like talk to me about his status symbol. And like, it irks me because I, so I, it's an effective status symbol. Yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. What's exactly. The so, like, so like in the way that like a Starbucks coffee is a status symbol in a sense, right? Like having walking around with Starbucks. It's yeah. why Starbucks is so successful. Yeah. Yeah. Same, let's or go a even Mac harder computer yeah, or something yeah, like let's that. Let's go harder. Like uh, Mac computers, uh, whatever the fancy uh, like bags. Is uh, it? Even my little swell water bottle is kind of like a status symbol. It's yeah. like a fancy water bottle. Right. Right. Uh, it's some way to say like, oh, I can carry water right. better than you can. So, you know, right? I hear you're actually, this is helping. So I think part of it is that. It, let's call a spade a spade. If I wanted to have a Corvette, I, I couldn't. I mean, I could. Like, I could fucking kill somebody or sell a kidney or whatever. Like, I could. I could. You could shit in $5. quotations, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I I could make it happen for a short amount of time to the detriment sure. of everything else in my life. You could rent one. But, long, yeah, yeah. You could rent one often enough to make right. people believe that you just kept sure, it in storage. Sure. But that's not really what we're talking about. Like. Speaking plainly, I, I couldn't really do what this person is doing reasonably sure. so, right? Yeah. And for all I know, he's fucking eyeball deep in debt and goes home every night and he has like a gun in his mouth and he's like, one of these days, I'm just going to see a tow truck pull up to the Corvette and like, yeah. you know, a moving truck. And I can't afford ammo. Right. So anyway, <laughs> the point is that like, okay, so you have your, your, your badass water bottle that makes you feel like a badass, right? I mean, I but got if it I wanted free, to, I could just... buy eight of those right now. Like, I could go on yeah. Amazon and I could buy eight of those and show up and have eight times the cool water bottles. Yeah, but you, you actually could... wouldn't be cooler for having eight. I, I you agree with you. You would be the same amount of cool for having Look, one. I'm, w- I'm with you 100%. But he, okay, so I could just, I could buy one. Like, yeah. Or like right now we're using um, some cool like audiophile headphones, right? Like yeah. certainly they're better than like the shit you get on an airplane, right? Yeah. But if I wanted to, I could buy a pair of these, right? So yeah, you could. So I like the the idea that like I feel this that thing. It's not even that I feel envy about this car. It's the fact that like I want to feel better than him because that's important. It's important that I feel better than the people around me. If I'm being totally honest. Fair enough. Um, or at least the people that I think I'm better than, right? Like there are people I look up uh, to. Actually, no, I, I 100% agree to that point, right? Like there are people that I've seen in positions where I'm like, I am better than you and I am for whatever reason currently not better than right. you. So, and I, I don't want that. that to be a situation. Yeah, so part of it is that, but it's the, the, the implication is quite clear with an object like that, that like he's saying like, it's not even what he's saying. It's how I feel about it. And that's what's so confusing is that it's hard for me to still look down my nose when it's 
it's not even really a choice. Does that make sense? Like yeah. my choice to use a certain water bottle or computer or headphones. Sure. That's clearly my choice. And it's clear to other people because let's face it, you know, like in some ways you are who you believe that other people perceive you to be, whether they do or not. Sure. Well, I hope that followed. Yeah. So the fact is though, like when I walk by the car, you know, like if I say hello to a neighbor or if I walk by with my wife who also could not give a fuck and we make fun of him together, but like, is she also thinking like, oh, like if I was with that guy, he could buy us three Corvette. Like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm really, I'm trying to lay my, my soul bare. Like this sure, is shit no, that I'm I, like I losing sleep over. But every time I walk out my fucking door, I feel these weird feelings. Like, the, like I don't know if it's jealousy. I think ultimately it's petty. I think that's the sure, primary. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think it goes from like petty to jealousy to insecurity to awkwardness. Like in that order. Okay. So I, I don't, I want to understand so that I can rise above, if you will. Like I want to understand so I don't need to feel this way. Sure. But I, I also don't know how, like I've never, I think part of it is that I've been so poor in like my whole life up to the last, like say five years. Now I have like enough money that I could buy a MacBook if I wanted to. Like I'm yeah. not rolling in dough, but I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Whereas my, the rest of my whole life I have been. And even growing up, we grew up very poor. So like it was so beyond it. It was like, oh, hey, there's a rich guy. Like that's not even, it's not even the same thing. It's it like. So, so again, I think this goes back to like my analogy of like the car and why a car means nothing to me. Like I, I do agree with you that those statuses mean something to me because the same thing happens. I just wouldn't have even noticed the car as a status thing. Like it just means nothing in my life. Uh, but yeah, like I, I it's a. Uh, I feel like it's the same thing. Like I, I, it's only in the last few years that I've been in a place where I could like have things that are nice, um, yeah. just to have them like this cat. Would yeah. you pay for this cat? I've so it's much a pretty nice cat. He's, he was a lot of money. I give yeah, you five dollars. He, <laughs> he was at least, at least $12. It's a very nice cat. Oh, I think cat. I also, well, I think it was like a $12 adoption fee. Plus <laughs> they wouldn't let me leave without a litter box a cat carrier, which he's so big that I had to buy a dog carrier, uh, a small dog carrier, right. uh, and then a like litter and food. And so it was like $150. Well, his accessories were anyway. His yeah, but his I mean, his status. Yeah, yeah. Like his Corvette had to come with him. I can't That's just true. leave it behind. That's true. Um, but I would do the, what I'm saying is like, I would do the same things. Like I would buy the same, uh, like I'll buy things because they, I like my nest thermostat because I'll sit here in this chair two feet away from that thing and yeah. set the thermostat with my phone because it makes me feel better as a person than standing up and doing it. In you fact, I have did to that. stand. You could probably like keep your butt in the chair if you scooched a little. Yeah, well, yeah. Just like, to drive I, the point home could, for the listeners. Yeah, like, exactly. How close like, you I'm are to this thing. literally, I, I could, I'm like, I'm saying that's a, two, f- a foot, foot away foot while you half. stretch from the microphone. If I, stretching without leaving the microphone, I'm a foot away from my thermostat, and yeah. I would rather set my thermostat from my phone because it makes me feel better. I agree with that. And it's totally just. It's a power move. It's one of those things like people come over and I'm like, hey, is it, is it warm in here? <laughs> Should I turn it down for you? 
let me get on my phone and turn down the air. So, so it's interesting that you bring that up. That's part of it. Like I'm, I'm talking about this shit with you right now because we're on a podcast and it feels like we, you know, it's interesting. I'm filling for time partly. Like that's what we're doing. Like not, not in a desperate way, but like we're talking about things. I, I think this is, I think this is interesting, but this isn't something that I would normally point out. And partly because I also have this thing like where I need to, I need to feel like I'm, I'm cool about it. Right. So like, I couldn't tell you like, okay, here's the scenario. Like you're one of my neighbors. You come up and you say like, Oh, did you see so-and-so's new Corvette? Like, isn't it cool? I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like I couldn't be like, nah, I'm not really a car guy. And like, just smile and not even like, it wouldn't even affect me. Like I just answer honestly and be like, I don't know. I'm not really a car guy, but that's cool that you like it. I guess like, it's more that like, I have to even go a step further. Like I have to make it clear that I don't care. Like I have to make it clear. So like with your nest, like if someone came over, this is my, this is how petty I am. Like <laughs> if I had the nest, like I would want, like I'd be waiting and hoping I would even do something horrible, like set the, the thermostat in a way that is uncomfortable so that maybe they'd say something or I'd see a droplet of sweat or a goosebump, And I'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you cold? And then they'd be like, Oh, I'm a little, I'm a little chilly. Yeah, sure. I'd be like, Oh, let me take care of that. I'd pull out my phone and do the thing on my phone. Like that's how the level of pettiness <laughs> that I'm trying to describe to you is that yeah. it's not even like, Oh, Hey chat. Like we live in the fucking future. Like I don't even have to get up. Isn't this cool? Like aren't, can we like, can we share a moment and I'm going to do this from my phone? Look, I'll even let you do it. Isn't yeah. this neat? Like you could be excited. Like, I would a totally way... not let you do it. Well, and that's because that's it's, fine. again, it, well, I mean, I would let you do it. But, if I but, wanted, if I really, if you really, if you asked me to do it, I'd let but you even do that, it. that'd be like feeding your ego too. Right. Cause I'd, yeah, be, like, exactly. I'd be like, Oh, spin. Hey, can let I me set the play air? with your nest. <laughs> oh, it's, my nipples are really hard. By the way, then... Nest thermostats and video cams are not a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. They, they wish. should be. Yeah, they wish they were. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like this. Set your thermostat deep... from a foot away from your thermostat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without Im- having to touch your it. Impress your friends. Impress your friends. I don't know. It's like this level of like petty insecurity. And I, I want to move past it and I just don't know. how. I just think it's funny that it's just that one th- it, or is, oh, is no, it no, no. more there's, there's things? M- there's more. Th- this is like a, a very strong one and it's new. It's also like, this is like, this happened like last yeah. week. So I just haven't normalized. Like soon I truly will not give a fuck cause it'll just become like, you know, you can't smell your own breath. It'll be yeah. like that. Like I'll just get used to it and I won't, I truly won't give a shit in the same way that, I don't give a shit about any of the other cars I walk past in the parking lot. It's just that part of it is that he's also out there. So there's this very real human element where I'm like doing my best not to make eye contact. So I don't have to talk to him about it. Well, but then that's even worse because then it's like, I'm trying to, it's like, what do I do with my hands while I walk? Don't make eye contact, be normal. So like, it's just, it's fucking weird. Like, I don't want to be this way. And the thing is, is you, that car, you're s- certain that that's the same car. No, I just car. assumed because it had like the, you know, the paper dealer plate on the back. My sure. dad's a, like a junk guy. So I grew up knowing like to look for things. Anyway, it has like the paper dealer tag. So I just assumed because he just got, it. maybe it's not the same one, but it, I mean, to it's me, it's is. the same. It's a shiny red sports. That's again, that's the thing is like, I'm genuinely not interested in sports car. Like I don't fucking care. I think they're silly. Like I, 
My only. I feel beef- like if I had a if I had an excessive amount of money like that I didn't need, I would totally buy a sports car. See, I wouldn't. I would just buy the women that I'm trying to impress with it. Like. If I would that's buy what both. It is for me. I would just have both. No, I would. I would. And it would be a remote start car, so that way I could stand <laughs> somewhere else, and I'd be like, "Check this out! I'm gonna start the car." See, and I, then I would never drive it. Like it would just sit there. It would just be like, "Look at all the things I can control with my phone, my Nest, my car." Like my, one of my dreams is to buy those uh, Phillips lights. Also, not a sponsor. Phillips. Uh, <laughs> Phillips Hugh, please sponsor this podcast. I want to buy lights for every single bulb in my house so that I can, it is, so the nest is the best thing when I'm like laying in bed and I'm like, man, it's kind of warm and I can just like, yeah, and now it's not warm or, oh, I'm super cold. Now I'm not cold. Uh, but I want the same thing because every once in a while, like I'll come home from work and I'll just like fall down into bed cause I'm tired. Uh, not intending to take a nap, but then I'll want to take a nap, but all the lights in the house are on. And I'm like, God, if only I could just like turn off all the lights in my house from my phone. If only there was a solution. And, and my favorite about both of these things is that is not the selling point of these things. Like people buy a Nest thermostat because they want their their thermostat to turn off automatically when they leave their house, which it does. Right. Or they want to be able to leave their house and go like, oh shit, did I turn off all the lights? Turn off all the lights. It's why people want smart homes. Like save sure. money, only use what you need when sure. you need, monitor your I house. I mean, I think it's also like a that. status thing like we've been talking it's about. It's a little bit of a status thing, definitely. But, but I th- there is like some functionality to get out of it. But the functionality that I want is like, totally like how many times can i not leave my bed and do everything from my phone like if there was a toaster that could toast bread and then a, if i could i have a fucking roomba right next to you like if i could figure I out how to get that thing true. uh to like drag the toast or like just put tape the toaster to the top of the roomba when it's done it just drives over to me and like delivers it to me in bed I'd be in heaven. So uh, if I could also turn off my lights and control my thermostat. So, I mean, you, I don't want to get too deep into the Soylent thing, but we've talked about it a little like Soylent. For those of you who don't know, it's like the, uh, I'm, I'm going to bastardize it here. Oh, uh, don't even bother correcting do. me. It's like a, basically also a milkshake a that like gives you all the nutrients you want. It's like, it's a, like a water a shake. Liquid, There's no milk. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> a, a liquid uh, slurry that gives you all of your, your nutrients. It's like, like future food or whatever. Right. So, why don't you already drink this shit? Why don't you just have like a bag of it hanging above your bed with a hose with a, a little, you know, a pet cock at the bottom so you could just turn it and like, like similar to doing like a beer funnel. So not against that, uh, <laughs> but also it has to be refrigerated. So this is a oh. problem is that it is so like nutrient rich that it goes bad super fast. I see. Like crazy fast. It almost um, eats itself. It, it almost does. In fact, like they, when you make it, they say you have to drink it in 24 hours. It can go a little bit longer than that, but not much. Right. Like, or 48 hours rather. Uh, if it goes like more than three days, it like goes bad real fast. When you say like, it goes bad, does it like turn into like soylent wine or does it get moldy? No, no, or? like shit just starts growing in it because it's okay. like so nutrient rich. Yeah, yeah. It's like anything can grow here. Like we have all of the things <laughs> that you need to produce life. Yeah. And so life just creates itself inside uh, your life jug. Will, uh, it'll find a way. Uh, yeah. Life, life finds a way every 72 hours in a jug of soylent. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like it is like so rich that I washed it out and I left to, I washed out the jug and it was sitting in my, I mean, hand scrubbed it with soap and all kinds of stuff. And I left it in my sink uh, while I went to Vegas for a week, and I came back from Vegas, and there was mold in the bottom of the thing. It's like, pretty baller. Yeah, it was like it, we've figured out how to extract the last bits of nutrients that have like absorbed into this BPA-free <laughs> plastic, right? Like, nice. It's crazy. Anyway, so yeah, that that's why I don't do that. If I could, if I could have like just a a IV bag of of food next to my bed yeah, for $1.83 a meal, I would just I would just totally sit there and just spigot it right into my face. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like to I like to get up, go out, uh, be tormented by my neighbor's cars <laughs> on my way to places. Like I mean I again, wanna... like I'm not against like going out. It's 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 for the times when I'm not doing that anyway. Like yeah. if I'm going out, I'm not gonna like replace going out with yeah. spigoted food laying in bed. Uh if if so, if I'm meeting friends or having like social activities, I'll go I'll go do those things. It's, Have you considered it's, getting a monkey? There's like you can train monkeys to do things. They're I've like been trying the, to train Sid. No, He's that's not a, very good. That's at a fool's errand. You can't train a cat to do shit like that. I'm sorry. Like let's he just used be to real. sit on command. Sid. Um, that's great. He's already laying down. What are Sid. you about to prove here? Like he's <laughs> he totally ignoring Sid. you. Yeah, he doesn't give. Point a shit. being, like, have you considered a trained monkey? And I, I don't mean this to sound super cute or whatever. Like there are people who have disabilities who have trained monkeys sure yeah like would you be okay with having like fuck the nest fuck the Roomba with the toaster on it like it's full on <laughs> spider monkey time are you in or out I mean I'm not I'm not out uh, I think the problem is that at some point I have to take care of the monkey right what if the monkey could take care of itself oh well then yeah fuck it why do you want to be a slave owner spin <laughs> it's pretty fucked up I'm saying I mean the monkey like he responds to his name, like he has feelings. Theoretically, he has hopes and dreams, and you're just like, "Hey, uh, I feel I'm like too you lazy just called every service dog ever a slave." I, you know, maybe I did. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I don't know that Sid is not a slave. Okay, like, Sid provides nothing for this house. Uh, then why do you keep? He just him? lives here. He just lives here. He doesn't yeah. give you love in return. I mean, sometimes I don't know. I, I honestly, I think his version of so Sid waves weighs uh right about 20 to 22 pounds uh he's a big guy uh and his way of showing love is that while i'm sleeping he likes to sit right on my chest so that i can't breathe i'm fairly certain he's just trying to kill me all the time why wouldn't he try to kill his master (laughs) i mean touche do you okay all right so all all joking aside do you think that let's let's imagine so so it's a spectrum you keep rats in a cage yeah i my well, my wife does. Despite all She's their a rage, monster. I. <laughs> do you think? Let's let's put pets aside for a second, right? So there is sure. There's definitely a spectrum here. Like, yeah, like yeah. life isn't like perfectly, uh, you know, black and white, right? So, on the spectrum, I think it's pretty far to the slavey end. If you have, uh, you're familiar with like a spider monkey, right? Like they're the really yeah. smart ones that Hollywood uses for shit, right? Yeah. Um they're not they're not an ape, they're they're a monkey. Or yeah, yeah, that's correct. So they're very smart, they're very trainable. Um and you can teach them to do shit like get you soylent from the fridge. You could that is a thing. Let's just use that as the example. You're sure. laying in bed yeah. and you can say like, 
um, you know, Jim Jim, get me Soylent. And Jim Jim would go to your fridge and get you Soylent. I like, like his name. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a monkey name, right? Yeah. <laughs> so is that slavery? You know, I, I guess, um, I, I think, oh, man, I've, I feel like I've had too many beers to get super in-depth on this conversation. I've dug a hole for you. Uh, yeah, you've definitely, you, I don't know if I can, can get, you get out of this get out or one. bury yourself? <laughs> Keep in uh, mind, I'm at the top this, of the hole, and I'm going to keep way, shoveling dirt down upon you. Listeners of which are just me, uh, this may be our last episode. <laughs> um, no, be brave. Um, Come on. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's... Um, I feel like there's a difference between like keeping keeping something that does things for you against their will versus having a a pet that is trained really well, that enjoys being there. Fair. You know, like to, to be, yeah. Like if I trained a monkey that like did all of these things, but somehow in that monkey's brain and, and maybe, maybe we can't, it'd be really hard to define this or like to be able to like actually know, I think there's like proxies for being able to understand this, uh, but, but not fully understanding it in, in totality. Uh, that in doing those things, that creature's life was fulfilled and it was happy and um, like fulfilled as a being doing that, you know, and also had all of the things that it wanted and needed in its life. You know, it was fed and kept in, uh, you know, humane conditions. And it has a mate. And a family. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it, maybe, or maybe it doesn't want that, or who knows? Maybe who knows? it's been, maybe it's been convinced that it doesn't want that because it's never been exposed to it. Let me, let me ask you this. What if you, yeah, sure. To be fair, but, but again, like at what point, at what point is, is someone that knows that their life is fulfilled, not knowing something else outside of it, at what point can we say you are not fulfilled because you don't understand or that you actually are fulfilled because everything that you truly believe in is fulfilled and that you're happy and content and, and everything like, why would you ruin you, I I get what you're saying. Like there's, there's a fine I, line. I don't know. I, what I don't understand is why are you tying fulfillment to the idea of slavery? Like I, by most measures you would say that I'm, I'm not a slave. Um, I have, I'm crippled by choice. Actually at this stage in my life, I can do more, um, than I've ever been able to do in my life. And it, it cripples me and it prevents me from being as fulfilled as I think I, I could be. Okay. Um, so I actually don't know that those are the same thing. Like I, I actually think I'm, if anything, if I, if I want to be poetic about it, I'm a, I'm a slave to my free, my free choice and free will. So let me ask you this. All right, well, let's get back okay. to Jim Jim. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you've, Soylent, like that's that's cool, but that's just a party trick, right? Like the real deal is that you train Jim Jim to uh, go to the front door. He open, you know, turns deadbolt, turns the knob, opens the door, and uh, you you know you gave him a little credit card or whatever. And Jim Jim, uh, he goes down to the corner store and he buys you a gallon of milk or a loaf of bread or whatever, and he brings it back, closes the door behind him, locks it, you know, like and puts it away in the fridge and then brings you a glass of milk, right? Like that's, it's not so unreasonable, right? Like sure. it's, it's yeah. feasible at least. I'm not like going way out on a limb. Um, let's say on one of these trips, Jim Jim 
um, just decides he's not coming back. Like most people, and I'm not saying this is, would be you, but sure. most people would probably try to look for Jim Jim, right? They'd oh, be I like, would. Yeah, I definitely right. would. So yeah. Jim Jim just like strikes out on his own and they'd be, they'd, it'd be under the guise presumably of like, well, he could get run over by a car. First of all, Jim Jim's smart enough to use a credit card. He's not getting hit by a car, okay? Like Jim Jim's going to be fine. So Jim Jim goes out on his own. You're putting up posters. You're basically uh, hunting him to return him to his. I his, feel like his home. I feel like though at the same time, like you're saying, like you know, yeah, he's smart enough to use a credit card. He's smart enough not to get hit by a car. Uh, your wife could get hit by a car, yeah. and you would immediately search for them if you didn't know where they were. Okay, uh, so but you get Jim Jim back. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. But the implication I was making was that you when you get Jim Jim back, like presumably you try to keep him like would you again just be like cool jim jim like hey buddy that wasn't good but you let him out again no you probably don't let him leave again like if your dog runs away most people's response is to like fix the fence quote unquote or like get one of those electric shock collars like prevent the dog from leaving again like that's that's kind of where i'm going here is uh, you're right i left that hanging in the air um because you're right i would look for my wife out of care yeah but what I'm saying is that uh, Jim Jim would be brought back and be like, you try to keep him from quote unquote running away again. Yeah, I guess. So again, the, the, the hard part with this is like with, uh, with if we, you know, Jim Jim as an animal uh, and our inability to like correctly communicate between each other or like perfectly communicate. Right. Like if it was your wife and she just went missing and then you found her and then she was like, no, actually, I just want to leave you. You know, like I feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's it's much easier for us as humans to go like, OK, I get that. Like, obviously, there's there's some defensiveness or some like need to like make that not happen. Right. Like yeah. we try and repair things or whatever. It's much harder to do that with something that you can't communicate as effectively with, right? If Jim Jim comes back, I can't say like, hey, Jim Jim, why'd you leave? And he said like, because I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> um, because you make and me I, watch as you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Spin. And, and the, the thing is, is like, I, I feel like if that communication could happen, I feel like there's at least more of a reason to be able to say that. I, I don't know if I would or not, right? Uh, but I feel like there's more of a reason to say that, yeah, I would probably let him go, right? But without that, like, at what point do we decide that this is a this is a animal that is intelligent enough to do all of these things and decided that it wanted to leave because it actually had better opportunities and it's terrible where it is, or that it was just an animal that was out and like wasn't trained well enough to get back because we trained it this thing and it made a mistake or it just didn't do like, you know, you train a dog to sit and you say sit and it sits. Good boy. Sit. It sits. Good boy. And then you say sit and it doesn't sit. Is it because the dog actually didn't want to sit or because it's like, choice in its brain is like actively trying to defy you telling it to sit or mm. is it because it just didn't understand the command or it's too excited or it saw a treat like where do we again i think it depends on like 
Like if Sid runs out the door, I don't think it's necessarily because he's like, I have to leave the, the home. I have to get away from you, Spin. Yeah, I, it's probably more that he's like, oh, I wonder what the fuck's out here. Like sure. I heard birds and then and he will I have immediately regret it. Yeah, and then like a dog's going to come out and he's going to run right back into his safe place, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't understand the world, right? Right. And so I I think there's pro- there's some line in there, right? Like there's a point sure. of intelligence in animals like same thing, like if you lost your rat and you found it and you brought it back and you kept it in the cage, like did the rat decide that it wanted to get out or did someone just leave the door open and it's a rat and yeah. it fucking goes wherever well, the fuck it wants. And to your point, there's also something <laughs> to be said about like the idea of putting uh, a non-human in an artificial human landscape and then expecting it to know what the fuck is up. Like it'd be like if you got abducted by an alien, you wake up on, you know, the, the bed, your ass hurts. There's like a slippery, like lubed up pro <laughs> next to you. Like, <laughs> No one's looking and you're like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. And you like manage to get the door open. And then all of a sudden you look out and it's like a fire in the sky. Do you remember that movie? How like he's in the spaceship and it's like all these weird honeycomb things with the dead bodies rotting in it. Like, what do you even fucking do? Like, you you know what you do? You fucking go back in your little hole and you curl up in a ball and you die. That's (laughs) your, oh, that's your best option right there. Like, so it, it is interesting. Like Jim, Jim at some point, we're we're not saying that like you took Jim Jim from his family in you know whatever forest he was living in and you put him in here and then all of a sudden he gets out and he's like oh this is this is pretty cool I could go down to dive bar you know every Saturday yeah. I'm, I'm in like, and I think that's also like a big difference between like slavery and pet ownership right like if we're gonna make this comparison right uh, is that slavery is like I I own you another thing of my same thing that has the same cognitive ability as I do mm. I'm going to put you in conditions that are worse than the conditions I would put myself in and force you to do things that I wouldn't myself not do like all of those things are like equally bad where instead is like pet ownership maybe not in the case of Jim Jim but like a lot of times is like hey, you were a dog on the street and you are going to die very soon if someone doesn't take care of you. I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of and fed and well and have places to run and play and do all of these things. And you're, you're going to have a richer, more, uh, more fulfilled life because I'm able to provide that for you. Versus the other way around where I'm like completely subjecting someone to, I, I think that might be the, the, and, and again, there's probably some line, right? Like, I think so. You know, there's another way to look at it where it's like, Oh, I've created a situation where you can do nothing but fail. I eat your dog in the middle of downtown Austin. Like I, we as a society, have created society a has created, like, I haven't created, right, right. But uh, you know, still you're, you are yeah, a small I'm, part I'm a of cog that. in the machine. Right. Sure. So like we've created a situation where you can do absolutely nothing but be miserable and I'll carve you out a less miserable spot where I feed you like food pellets. And you know, a couple times a day I like stick you on a rope that's tied around your neck and I expect you to shit in a bush. Like, <laughs> so there's another way to frame it. No, sure. But I also like there, it's a spectrum. It's absolutely a spectrum. Yeah. It, Exactly. I I think, and and frankly, like, are we not also walking around with like a 
invisible color and an invisible leash. True. I I have to go into work every day. Otherwise, I can't live in this uh, comfortable apartment that I live in. And and Um, you are... uh, And therefore can't own a cat who I, you know, like, we're just... Slaves upon slaves yeah, over it's, here. It's uh, just slave turtles all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a spectrum. <laughs> slave turtles all the way down. Well, that was fun. Let's take a break. I yeah, need let's another do that. beer. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, we'll do that. Thanks so much. Cool. All right, so uh, we are back, um, all refreshed on the beers, uh, and good to go. Had a great conversation about slavery <laughs> right before the uh, break there. And and insecurities. And that insecurities. Is. That's Slave- actually kind of where it started. Slavery was more like the... I, I just wanted to like put you on the spot and see what you do. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> so... Um, so we're going to get back into it here. Um, Elon mentioned he had a couple of other things he wanted to go over. Um, so let's just get into those. What do, what do we got? So uh, the first one is, I actually don't know how to pronounce it. It's, uh, it's either reductarian or reducitarian. Um, I'm just going to spell it. It's R-E-D-U-C-T-A-R-I-A-N-S. So reductarian or reducitarian. I don't know. Um, but I've seen it in print. And it's one of these things that like it, it kind of goes back to my my own personal insecurities and what I'm willing to like uh, put as part of my own personal brand, if you will, like who I think I am and what I think about myself. Sure. So, uh, you know, I'm, I was raised by my my. Oh, we could talk about Judaism too. Oh, man. oh yeah, we could really you get did, into it. You talked. You I mentioned that. I gave a little that. teaser yeah. about it. I'm going to put that on my list so we okay. don't forget. But I don't know if we want to get into the. I'm whole just going to write Jews. I'm just, just going to write Jew Jews. On yeah. On my. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so with my, an exclamation My dad's point. an asshole. Um. <laughs> but my mom was super cool. As they are. As they are. Yeah. I mean, right? Like, you want to fight your dad, right? Yeah. Everyone okay, wants cool. to fight their dad. Just checking. Um. <laughs> my mom. She she passed away uh, not too long ago. Actually, uh, it'll be two years in two days. But Sorry anyway. to hear that. Me too. It's part of life, though. Fucking, yeah. you know, shit, shit happens. Um, anyway, she was a saint. She raised me uh, to be a hippie. She was a literal hippie, like 1960s, long skirts, flowing hair, the whole nine yards. Lots of drugs. Um, so she raised us to be macrobiotic and, like, not... Forget recycling. Like she just, there was like more of like the zero waste shit. Like all of the the whole organic, like whole foods, um, you know, acupuncture, all all that stuff, yoga, like everything that you associate now with like hippies and like um, yippies. By the way, yippie. That's a yuppie and a hippie combined. A yippie. I don't know if you've ever heard. I've that never term. heard of that. I, I haven't heard of much. It's funny. I think it might. I saw I was raised in upstate New York. Um, I think that might be a New England term. By the way, <laughs> yippie. Anyway. Uh, so she raised me to have all these kind of hippie ideals, and I thank her for it. I think they've done me a lot of good. They've certainly made me who I am today. Um, but part of my my shtick as a human being is like fighting against the the whole hippie thing. 
like fighting against what my mom raised me to be because that's what kids do right like you, your parent you rebel you against yeah. what you yeah learned. or you go whole hog like and i was not the firstborn child so i rebelled right like yeah, first exactly. child goes, middle child yeah, rebel exactly yeah. so that was my my whole deal um and so it's taken me a while but i the older i get especially now that my mom has passed away there's no one to rebel against there's more just like the acceptance of wisdom or not Right. Like there's sure. like just sort of seeing it for what it is, is like, oh, this was either really cool and I should do that for its own sake or, you know, whatever. Maybe I won't do that. Um, and so one of those things is eating less meat. And it's not for more. I'm sorry reasons. I took you for barbecue. No, no, no. So, OK, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So this is perfect. That's perfect. Like, so I am a meat eater. Like I was raised macrobiotic. So no meat at all, which um was hard for me. I, uh, you can tell the listeners at home that I am a, a double rat, as the Marines <laughs> would call it, which is like super skinny. Like I'm, a, I'm an, uh, an ectomorph, if you're familiar with the term. Like I'm a skinny guy. Um, I can eat all fucking day. I won't gain any weight. It's just not possible for me. Like I'm one of those people. Um, growing up, I was... Most of the world hates you. Yeah, and way. that's fine. Just I, saying. I, the feeling's mutual. Um, so... <laughs> I it was like high metabolism. There was a, a lot of like feelings about that. Like I didn't know, uh, you know, exactly what to do. I, you know, I just knew that I was different. And it turns out that I actually had anemia. And for all my mom's amazing good intentions and like trying to raise us healthy, like I needed meat. In fact, it came to a point where um, her like, uh, I'm going to use the word sensei because I think it's cool and Asian, but basically <laughs> like her mentor um, told her that like, you know, macrobiotic, uh, lifestyle wasn't for me, me personally. And I needed to have some meat. So, sure. uh, in fact, his name was just this little Japanese dude from Japan. Um, and his name was Dr. Ken. And I have no idea what his real name was. Ken was probably short for something much more Japanese. And I remember to this day, uh, my, I was sitting there, my mom was, you know, next to me, he was sitting across from us. And, you know, he's like examining me and doing these like kind of new age tests on me with some crystals and stuff. And he looks at my mom and the fucking clouds open up and the heavens shine down on me. And he says to my mom, he says, you need to get this boy some meat. And I just <laughs> remember like my dick getting really hard. And I was just like ready for, for red meat and hamburgers, steaks and ribs. And so <laughs> that day I actually had my first steak and it was amazing. Um, I was born with two extra sets of canine teeth. If you want to get a little bit like, really, yeah. If you want to get so, if you want to get like uh, pop anecdotal, like evolutionarily sure. you know, biology about it. So like, you're a vampire, is what you're saying. Yeah. So actually, here I, I know this won't play well on radio, but you can see my canines go way high. It's because uh, these are the the final set. I had two extra sets. They were in there like shark teeth. And they had to be surgically removed. Anyway, that's I awesome. was born to eat meat, right? So you were a shark. Yeah. And I, I learned how to hunt and I got really into eating meat and I've slaughtered many animals. In fact, I still have goat in my freezer. I bought a goat from a friend and slaughtered it. Like I'm not at all, I want to be clear. Like I'm not one of those people who doesn't understand where their food comes from. Like you we just smell had... slaughter without laughter. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and you can't sell del smell delicious without like, Blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the fact of the matter is that I'm not, I don't have my head in the sand about it. Like I recognize that it's a part of, 
of who I am and what I want and what makes me feel good and what I'm willing to do and not do. But I also think that from like a broader ecological sense, what we're doing is stupid. Like the, the fact that we're using countless acres and countless gallons of water and, you know, we're producing all this methane from the backsides of cows, not because of their own fault. Like a cow in and of itself in its natural environment fits perfectly in its natural environment. It's what, it's what we're doing as human beings. Like we're sure. forcing a square peg Does in a round Does a cow hole. really have a natural environment? I mean, like outside of the farms, cows that they we would have, probably just die. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, you're you're right that we've, in the same sense that Sid here would probably die in in a lot of situations. Although maybe not. He's a bird. Murderer. He was a stray before I got him. Right. So, like, so Sid's not a great example, but like a lot of domestic animals are sure. better examples. So you're you're absolutely right, cows. But let's say uh, large herbivore bovine mammals, right? Yeah. Like yeah, we've buffalo. definitely yeah, buff. There you go, buffalo. Like they're not destroying the environment yeah like on their own on their own right so we've done these strange things to them and so that's kind of where i'm coming from is that i feel like the large numbers like if you me and everybody we know like if every let's just say every american let's just keep it you know to to the nation of freedom we're we're a couple (laughs) days away from our independence day Oh, if, yeah, it is. Like yeah, two days, right? We're, we're almost there, baby. Man. America. America. So if <laughs> we Americans just, if all of us just ate vegetarian one day a week, it would make a huge impact. Like, you know, it's that's one seventh. So just say like, if I just said to you, like, if we just To be fair, one, Soylent is vegetarian. Uh, yeah, I don't even think you need to qualify that by I'm saying, saying to be fair. Like, you don't need to say I'm. That's I'm it's doing cool. my once a week. You are. You are. You absolutely. But I, I'm, there's no. I'm not. That's you know what. Let me take a step back. I'm not doing it for you. I'm. <laughs> let me. Let me uh, be clear. I'm not on a soapbox here. I actually no, think no, you no, should no, eat no, as no. much I, meat I as you want. Yeah. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> I want to be clear because I see how that could come off. Like, eat whatever the fuck you want. I don't actually care. I think we're all gonna fucking die on this ball of dirt. Anyway, like I have a little bit of a bleak outlook, but I, it's I think, more the desire I think that you I don't and I be are going to die like normal deaths, and our kids are just going to be fucked. Maybe, maybe I'm I, I don't know. Fairly certain we're going to make it to like seventy, probably. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't. I had a vasectomy though, so I'm not having kids. I don't give a fuck. fuck yeah, em. fuck. Em. I mean, fuck. I, they can't I have, take a joke. I have no prospects for kids either. No, you don't. I was sitting a or foot away from your wall of magic. Yeah. judge playmats. Yeah. I'm not having having kids. kids. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, The fact of the matter is that like, I do think, you know what it is? I don't want to do stupid shit on purpose. It's just part of my, you know, we were talking earlier, actually, when we were having barbecue, you were talking about like wanting to do things efficiently. And maybe I'm putting words in my mouth, in your mouth here, but like doing something efficient for efficiency's sake has a certain beauty. Like there's a certain good feeling when you do something and I'm going to use the word correctly, right? Like, yeah, right. So it just no, feels good to do something that. right. You can put like, all of those words in oh, my yeah. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so it just feels good to do things correctly, whether they're object. Like, is there even such a thing as objectively correct? Let's that's for another yeah, that's podcast. A, yeah, definitely. But there certainly is the feeling of that. So it's true enough for a human being, right? So that's how I feel about it. Is that I want to do things as correctly as I feel I can, right? And if I feel like I did something stupid or I have been doing something stupid, I, I feel strongly compelled to change my behavior. Like, I'll give you a more trite example. Uh, not too long ago, I learned that, uh, so the normal way that a person ties their shoes, right? Like you you make the bow and you- oh, did, make, I, 
Did I tell you this? It was like the, we tied our shoes incorrectly. Uh, you, we haven't talked about this, oh. but I learned recently that I was tying my shoes incorrectly for years. Yeah, I talk about this all the time. In oh, fact, okay. I've, I've, uh, I've told several people this story about how, there's a TED Talks on this thing <laughs> about how to correctly tie your shoes. Is there? Uh, there is. In fact, I am on several Instagrams slash Twitter feeds showing people how to tie their shoes correctly. Okay. I still do it incorrectly. I do because too. It, because it's so burned into oh, me uh, too. like how I tie my shoes and my shoes come untied all the time. Yeah. It is, it is terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I just, right. I just so, tie them incorrectly. So it bothers yeah. you that you're, you're doing this thing incorrectly, like yeah. objectively. So there's really yeah, no yeah. argument to be made to that, that this is like the correct way to do it, which is, Faster, better, stays longer. Anyway, we're just doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, that's how I've begun to feel like in the last couple months about eating meat is that you and I had barbecue and it was awesome. And I'm not at all ashamed. I'm glad we did that. But yeah. I don't need to have barbecue every day. Like yeah, I can have barbecue true. once or twice a week. Or And by bar, like, let me expand that statement. I can have meat once or twice a week or I can have... A, I can go to uh, P. Terry's, also not a sponsor of ours, um, <laughs> if they know it's good for them. <laughs> I can go to P. Terry's to uh, burger it. joint. Yeah, it's like uh, if you've been to like an In-N-Out is like a poor man's P. Terry's. Fuck those guys. Anyway, <laughs> P. Terry's for life. I can go to P. Terry's and I can order a, uh, a black bean burger. It's delicious, by the way, having nothing to do with your feelings about meat. It's just a tasty food item i just but get I the order grilled it. cheese is all i ever get really? yeah it's <laughs> literally just cheese in a bun it's not wow but it's my favorite um, thing to order at p terry's cool that's anyway, great for you sorry moving I didn't on mean to no you didn't do you didn't mean to i'm not just don't want to talk about that because that's sad that's just why sad is that me. sad because grilled cheese is good but if you're gonna go to p terry's why would like why do you even go there like why have you had you? a p terry's grilled cheese it's delicious no you're right i haven't you know what i will I'll yeah. have one the next time I go. They're good. Um, so anyway, I, I get the black bean burger and I order it with bacon on there. Yeah. Because it's not about like the, it's just like instead of a giant slab, well, giant, I'm exaggerating. Instead of like the double meat patties, I get one, you know, black bean patty and bacon on it. It's amazing. It tastes delicious. There's some cheese and lettuce and jalapenos and pickles. Yeah. And I'm getting fucking hungry just thinking about it. So that's my point is that it's not. So that's what reductarian or reducitarian is as far as coining the phrase. So I actually have like a, and I, again, not meaning to interrupt. We'll, mm. we'll go back to like what no, no, you're fine. reductarian okay. is or reductarian. I don't know. That's, is. I don't consider myself one of them. It's just the name that apparently one of my favorite things. Called. There's a, there's a uh, restaurant around the corner uh, called uh, ABGB. Oh Austin yeah. Beer garden brewing company. Yeah, also they, not a sponsor. <laughs> They although, actually although would be I, a great sponsor. Yeah, they would be a great sponsor, and I love like them. Uh, they, are, they are super good. Uh, I, go, I walk over there um, probably once every other week or so. Uh, but my favorite thing on their menu is their gluten-free pizza. Mm. I am not a gluten-free person. I actually don't buy into this whole idea of, like, everyone has a gluten allergy. Yeah. And I, I believe... There are people that do. Celiac disease is a real thing. Lucifer, uh, son of the morning. Y- yeah, like just... Bringer of the wheat, dawn, <laughs> here to corrupt your bowels. But, but for the most part, I think most people actually handle gluten fairly well. Uh, and um, I mean, for the most... I, I would say like 90% of the population eats pizza without a problem. 
Sure. Uh, and pizza is probably one of the most gluten intense doughs that exists because it has to be stretchy. Yeah. And that's what gluten does. Um, but anyway, they're a pizza place uh, and they make brilliant pizza. Their pizza is, is delicious, but I actually prefer, uh, prefer their gluten-free crust. Like to me, it is more delicious. Yeah. Uh, and so I order it all the time. Like that's what I, I go there and I'll be like, yeah, can I get the gluten-free pizza and a beer? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, the beer has gluten. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gluten-free. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just like that crust. Can I have the best <laughs> pizza that you make? You, I believe you call it the gluten-free pizza and a beer. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so, so exactly. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be tied up to an, an ideology. For me, though, it's more just, it's about not making these, you know, uh, what... I'm going to fuck this up because I'm really bad at getting uh, sayings and quotes exactly right, but I'll get the feeling of it. It's, uh, the saying is, um, balance is the one thing that cannot be overdone, something like that. I, it's, that's the idea, right? So it's the idea that I don't need to sit here and be like, I'm a third-level vegan, you know, fresh, like, food, fall-off-the-tree primitivism. Like, I don't yeah. need to, like, put all these labels and restrictions and rules. Let's just do things better. Like, let's just do things better and then see where we're at. Like if, and if, we, if it's still a problem, then do things better. Like if we're still fucking up, then we're not doing things right. Like I don't think that there's this point where it's like, oh, you are wrong. You are an asshole. Like stop eating steaks ever in your life. Like, like we had barbecue today and that was fucking great. I supported a local business. It was delicious. We hung out. It was a good time. Like I, I also think that there's so... I used to, so a long time ago, um, I lived in Miami uh, for six or seven months of my life. Um, And I met a guy there that was um, vegan or vegetarian or whatever. And (laughs) whatever. It was one of the two. There might as well be the same. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was just vegetarian. Um, So he like ate eggs. I don't, I don't know what the. I don't know where the it's, line is drawn. It's cool. he, I honestly don't know where the line is drawn. He, he wasn't those two. drinking the blood of the cow. Yeah, exactly. Where I was, right? right. Uh, and we would go out, and I think there was one night we were out, and I was like, hey, like, I don't mean to like be offensive, but I'm going to order like steaks every time we're out. Like, I, I fucking love meat. And he's like, no, I actually don't hate you for it because there's no way that even even if if all of us were vegetarians it wouldn't work like animals have to exist and some of us have to eat those animals <laughs> just probably not yeah. not like to the extent that we do currently like we don't need like right you don't need to have a steak every day of the week no. but like and you're just shitting it out by the way like there's good clean science about how much you know protein from a from a a, a a hunk of meat that you can actually ingest yeah you're shitting most of that steak out. No, you're, I, you're literally just eating money and resources and I totally understand that. Your but at the same time, like in a perfect world, we have to we have to have fertilizers or whatever. Sure. And if if we, you know, not saying that cows are like the best solution for that, but they're not a bad one. No, not right. At all. Like we can, they produce manure, which we can use as fertilizers for crops. But if all we have them for is manure, then they end up, we're just wasting resources on these things that are never being expended except for this one. We're not using the full uh, resource, right? I think Um, you're describing balance, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Any extreme is probably stupid. 
yeah. and wrong. Yeah, exactly. If, all, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're an extremist, sorry, but not yeah, sorry. I, I, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you as well. Like, seriously. Yeah, like, I, I agree. All extremes are, are incorrect. Probably fundamentally so. Uh, <laughs> Which it, linguistically <laughs> is fun. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're fundamentally you're fundamentally fundamentalist, and you're wrong. Uh, but but in the sense that like any extreme probably can't be correct because it's leaving out an entire side of right. of an argument, right? That that there is probably something somewhere in the middle, and maybe it's closer to one side than the other. Sure, um, but it's probably not. N- nothing is like. Okay, we only have two colors. You have to choose one. Yeah, and it probably black is never that's the, the right other cool answer. thing. Black couldn't always be a hundred percent the right answer, and white can't always yeah. be a hundred percent the right answer. And and the the point of of let's call it like uh, you know let's just call it the point of balance for for argument's sake. Like sure. the point of balance probably shifts between things. Like look at the seasons. Like is it you know is what's good hot weather or cold weather? Like that's a stupid question. If someone says that to you, just Walk away from them. Shake yeah. your head. Just look down at the ground. Shake your head and walk even, away. Even people it's that say like question. you know like places that have like perfect weather. Like if it's seventy five <laughs> degrees all right. the time. Like yeah, that's that's nice. But like uh, you know, every once in a while, maybe you enjoy like okay, it's a little bit cold and we get to stay yeah. inside and build a little fireplace, or it's a little bit hot and we get to go have like cold beers on the beach or something like that. Like having the, the separation of like one side and the other and being able to like flow. It's not always 75 degrees, I guess is my point. Right. It's so the it's point of balance, cl- it's can maybe shift. averages there, but right. So that's so in the same way that, um, so this, this last, what I've been trying to do is limit my, I, I don't, I'm not a breakfast guy, not because I love breakfast food. It's good. I just don't soylent. eat. <laughs> I just don't get hungry in the morning. Anyway, I, my point being, I eat two big meals a day instead of three medium meals. That's just me. Sure, yeah. So um, I will say that I have been doing this thing for the last couple of months where I eat, let's say, somewhere between three and five meals that have meat in it per week. Sure. And honestly, I'm totally satisfied. Like, it's it's fine. Like, it's it's legit. Like, I'm not... I don't feel like I'm lacking anything. I don't feel like I'm getting weak. Like, I don't have all my proteins or anything. Like... <laughs> It's fine, and it makes me feel like I'm tying my shoes correctly. You know, like it I makes like me feel. I like that you brought it back to that. I like that you tied it all back, back together as it with were. a nice little bow. With a nice little bow. Um, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's not again. So if you're listening to this, I'm not on a soapbox here. Like you do what you do. We're a little bit on a soapbox. We are literally on microphones I mean, I can, and we're talking yeah. with no response. This, the, this chair does say um, like downy on it. Um, does it say downy? On yeah. It? No, I don't. Is that even a soap? I couldn't. I'm blank. I don't buy a lot of soap. Downy. <laughs> I don't actually. By the way, I haven't washed a soap in about a I year. know. You were doing the uh, like the. AOB. Um, I, don't, I don't know what that. Ammonia oxidizing bacteria. I actually just recently recently bought i've so i've now bought two bottles i just bought another one um it's been like a see year. I, I i think i talked to you about this when you're doing it and i was like i kind of want to try this out ago, right? I, yeah it was what, um six months something it's like that? it's july 2nd it's hot as it's probably fuck. not the time to start um no no no, no <laughs> that's not where i was going um it's hot as fuck you and i were just we we, we spend enough time around each other do i smell 
Uh, no, honest. I mean, like, honest, it, please no, 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 honestly, like, I haven't noticed anything. Right, which is ultimately I, means no, right? I, yeah, like, exactly. If you put I, your nose in like, my armpit, you might smell something. Yeah, but you'd probably notice the same thing yeah, from me, and exactly. I showered this morning. Exactly. So, like, so for all <laughs> intents and purposes, I, you would, uh, would you agree that I don't smell? I would agree, yeah. In, like, the colloquial sense? Yeah, yeah, okay, no, like, so, I haven't been uncomfortable standing around you. Cool, that's good. All day. And, and so. that is, and that's part of the goal. Like, I'm not trying to, like, like fly in the face of of hygiene standards is more that like uh turns out washing every day with soap is a fucking it's a sham it's <laughs> just a sham like it's not necessary and in fact some of the people who don't smell in the world so all right i'm i'm i'm, I'm i skipped like five steps it's all right let me, let me back up. so um i haven't i have not washed with soap um i've probably washed with so i so i i don't want to say it as a, a, a fully 100% true statement that I haven't washed with soap in the last year because there was like one time where I thought I might have had poison ivy, so I scrubbed myself down. But sure. that's not the same thing, right? Like yeah. When I say I haven't washed with soap, I mean in the sense of like, oh, I feel dirty. I better get in the shower, apply soap and hot water to my body in order to be clean, right? That I haven't done in over a year now, and I haven't worn any deodorant in the same amount of time. Um, I have used this... Uh, this like kind of a it's so <laughs> here's another not sponsor it's uh, AOB mist uh, as in ammonia oxidizing bacteria but this is a bacteria that you have on your body right now the mist is just something to to kind of help you uh, keep it uh, w- the the balance more towards the size of the a- the side of the AOB um, I don't actually know if it's necessary but I had a little bit of disposable income to spend on it. So I, I bought some to see what it would do and I'm fine with it. But the fact of the matter is that you have, so is this all you use now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. And, and honestly, I just bought a bottle. I haven't used it in like six months. I just bought it because it's getting hot. And I did notice for me that my shirts at the end of the day, I take the shirt off. I smell the shirt. If it smells, it goes in the laundry. If it doesn't smell, I hang it back up and I rotate it back in, right? That's wow. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, like, yeah, sure. Why, why not? not, right? It's not. I feel like I should do that instead of just like throwing all the I shit do, on I the I give floor. it a quick sniff test. And uh, in the summer, oh, it's of, super hot. laundry in the dryer. <laughs> uh, well, Continue. tough shit. You're, yeah. And your laundry shall go yeah, wanting no, for just, now. Yeah, uh, no, just remember. I'll tell you, you go ahead, get your laundry. No, 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 I'll just no, no, keep we're going. Good. We're good here. Pretend you're across from me. Um, but yeah, I, so I give it the quick sniff test and I have noticed that the last month, um, specifically, it's just been so brutally hot and I'm sweating so much more cause I run to work and shit like that. And so I've just, I wanted to get some more of that stuff and see if it would like mitigate a little bit. But even then you haven't smelled me this last month. Like it's yeah, not, no. I just noticed that my shirts were getting a little bit more dirty in my yeah. opinion. So I was like, I'll try this shit again. Um, I think it's fine. Ultimately though, here's, so I've done a pretty significant amount of research into like the microbiome, which if you're not familiar, that's, (laughs) here's a fun fact. This is fucking crazy. Uh, You are only 10% human. When I say you, like if I were to take you spin, like I, I strip you of all your clothing. um, You're standing on a scale naked. um, Terrifying. Terrified. You're like cupping your, your genitals, (laughs) shivering, staring at me. Um, You can't see me because I've taken away your glasses. Um, you are, how dare you, sir? Uh, I'm just at this point, I'm humiliating you, yeah. but uh, anyway, you're, you're 10% human. And what, what I mean by that is that, um, on average you have for every, uh, 
one cell, you have nine other bacterial single cell organisms in your person, mostly in your gut. That's where most of it is. But a lot of it is on your skin, in your eyeball, in your mouth, like in your ears, all over your body, like in, on, throughout. Yeah. You are just a, a, a planet covered in, in miniature colonies of, it's your microbiome. And that doesn't even count the multicellular organisms like face mites and, and face mites, face mites. Yeah, oh. dude, they're, they're relatives of the scorpion and you have about 2000 on your face right now oh, and they live God. in and around your pores. They're oh, incredible. Jesus they have a penis that comes out of their back. That's how they mate. Their dick comes out their back. Anyway, they're crazy. This is you. You are just way a too host intense. to so many things. It's it's absurd how little of you is human and how much of you is other in terms of like cellular count. Now, yes, it's true. Your cells are ginormous compared to these other bacteria, which is why we think of you as being like solidly human. It yeah. is true that your cells are like ten times bigger than by the, the single cell bacteria, so it totally outweighs it. But anyway. In terms of count, you're 10% human. Um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff to read out there and listen to and yada, yada. Um, the microbiome seems to be responsible for all sorts of things from um, health to mood to, you know, like, so people with acne, a lot of that might come from the microbiome. Autism might be caused by bacterial uh, imbalances in your gut, which is crazy. Did you know that your gut, you know, okay, if I okay. said to you, I'm going to go with my gut. I got, a, I got a gut feeling. It's an interesting colloquialism because your gut has the same number of neurons. Neurons, not like just, just to be clear, essentially what we call brain cells has the same number of neurons as a mouse brain. So you essentially have your gut has, has the like same an number instinctual of brain. Yeah, it's, it's a, you have a fucking mouse brain in your gut that talks to your brain brain, right? Like your head brain. It's just weird, right? It's just fucking crazy shit. It connects directly to your spinal column. Is that the only ways that we have, the only places that we have neurons? Uh, I don't want to answer that because I don't know. But I I know that we have clusters of them in a way that we don't have throughout the rest of our body. We have nerve cells. Sure. But I don't think those are technically neurons. But in our gut, we have neurons. I was going to say, could I say, like, I'm going to go with my feet? I don't, I'm going to say no. But I mean, I'm going to say probably no. no. I'm just going to say no, because who's going to stop me? You? No. No, you're not. (laughs) That's Uh, (laughs) where. So point being, though, uh, there's there's all sorts of ways that your gut bacteria can actually affect your spinal column and and your brain, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Back to the no showering thing. So you have this thing called the horne layer. (laughs) Yes. It, I'm not just being immature. I mean, I am. I mean, totally. <laughs> but like I said, toilet humor all the way down. Yeah, you have the <laughs> horne layer on the outside of your skin, and it's basically like uh, a very thin layer of grease that your that your pores. Uh, it's sebum that you that you expectorate out of your your pores. Expectorate. That might not be the might, no. Expectorate. Right. That's how you spit, right? Isn't expectorate spitting? Uh, you I uh, so. expel you. Anyway, you coat your body with, uh, with sebum and, and, and oil. Yeah, and expectorate it, to cough or spit out. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the right word. But anyway, your, your pores expectorate sebum onto your body. And it's this protective layer. And you have tons of bacteria that thrive on eating this shit, including, by the way, um, your face mites and other body mites eat the, bac- uh, the bacteria and they eat the, the oil. It's like a whole microcosm, right? Um, when you scrub with soap and hot water, I mean, how do you Kill get a, how do you things. get a greasy dish clean? 
Soap and hot water. Soap and hot water. So you're basically, you're removing this layer and then it's like, you wonder why you have blackheads or you wonder why you smell. Well, it's because all these things that are, um, okay. So have you ever seen a field where something crazy happened? Like a, a, a flash fire, like a forest fire or a flood or um, a bulldozer came and cleared away. What grows back? Do you see oak trees? No, the weeds. Yeah. You see fucking weeds. You see the, the most aggressive invasive species. Well, I shouldn't say invasive. That's not quite fair, but you see the most aggressive um, colonizing species move in first. And they're actually really important. Like I'm making a value judgment on them because I'm an asshole, but really like they're, they're totally as legit as an oak tree, but they're not these like, stable things that into of themselves support other life and create complex interactions. They're like the first one to get in and they are going to do whatever the fuck they're going to do. Come hell or high water. They're not worried about soil, you know, health or anything like that. They're going to choke out other things around them. They're, they're just, their only goal is to get as grow as fast and as aggressively as they can. And the same is true on your skin. You scrub off this layer and you're left with these like, you know, streptococcus things and like, uh, you know, staphyla, staphyla, whatever it is, staph basically. And they'll yeah. just, you get these, these, um, you know, crazy outgrowths and it's just, I'm not going to say it's bad, but it's, it's less than ideal for what you're really trying to achieve. And he puts you in this vicious cycle and then you're like, Oh, my skin is flaking or, Oh, my skin is red or, Oh, I'm, I feel so dry and itchy. And you're like, I better get back in the shower. Like, no, no, you fucked yourself. And now you're going to fuck yourself again. Like you're just continuing the cycle of being fucked. Yeah. It's, it's so silly. instead you should let all these things grow back. You should let them grow back. That's one of the things that like the AOB type stuff, like you can buy some products that are basically, so this AOB stuff I have is I keep it in the fridge and it's a bottle of live ammonia oxidizing bacteria. And they're actually, it's kind of tragic. They're very fragile um, they're very, they're like the first thing that gets wiped away with soap and water. They're, they're, they, they can't hang. Right. Um, and so they, they're hard to grow back, but once they're there, it's sort of like the way that like the old growth Oak forest, like not that many weeds grow because they're like, they're already there. They're like, I got this. You have no place here. Like you can have that little corner over there, but I'm going to be over here. Like it's biodiversity. It's not having this like fucked up monoculture yeah if, it, if a if an oak tree is growing there's not weeds going at the roots of the oak tree because the oak right. tree is like no fuck you i'm taking everything well and it's so yeah that's true but it's also that you have like one weed but you also have a, have a bush and you have like uh some some of those uh what do you call them like aeropods that are growing in the yeah it's just it's that a, the weeds a, can't take over because they there's can't take other over. things they can't take over that's there's exactly. other things using the resources right. it becomes a balanced probably uh, more efficient yeah. yeah it becomes an ecology rather than a monoculture right and again now it sounds like i'm on again i'm on i'm not trying to be on this high horse it just it works for me um, I, and I've kind of always gravitated towards this oh let's talk about uh shitting um when, when you perch in a second, let's, okay. let's remember to talk about that. Perch shitting. Perch shitting. Um, there's just, there, I feel like there are these things that uh, it's like tying your shoes wrong. Like there are things that you can do that we've just been taught for no, no ill will. It's just, we've been taught wrong. Like, like for example, here's another thing I learned the other day that I probably was doing wrong my whole life. You're told, uh, okay, do you, eat and brush your teeth or do you brush your teeth and eat? So let's say breakfast time. Like you get up and you eat and brush your teeth or do you brush your teeth and eat? Uh, for me, I eat and then I brush my teeth. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Like you want to get all the debris out, right? 
Well, here's the thing. It actually turns out that's probably not the way to do it. And the reason why is because most foods that we eat are slightly acidic. Most of the foods that we eat actually soften the enamel on our teeth. And so we eat something and then we immediately go and we damage the enamel on our teeth more than we would have otherwise because we brushed. So we should probably brush in the morning, i.e. brush what accumulated overnight. That's what we're really trying to get off, not the food particles. So we brush what was accumulated overnight while the enamel is fairly strong and solidified and basic. Mm-hmm. And then we go and eat our acidic food and it's fine. Um, and then we let the enamel reset. And yeah, maybe you have like something in your tooth. So you use a little toothpick or whatever it is, or you give like the quickest little tertiary brush or you rinse your mouth out really well just to get the food particles out. But ultimately turns out it's probably better to brush and then eat. So there's all these little things that like, to no fault of anyone, there's no maliciousness. It's just, you know, we haven't been doing this shit that long. Like we're, we're kind of all figuring it out. And I, I want to do things correctly. Like that's why I want to reduce eating the amount of meat. I, I, I not, I don't want to give it up. I fucking love meat. It's great. Like why would I, the fuck would I want to give up meat? Yeah. It's amazing. Bacon. But I'd also don't want to see chickens getting their beaks burned off and raised in a fucking one by one foot cage and you know, I mean, that's fucked yeah. I don't up. think I. I think most reasonable pe- most reasonable people would say that they don't want that, right? Um, right. And yet, by our actions, myself very much included, we that's not what we're doing. I mean, we're we're supporting every time we eat at a restaurant that isn't like explicitly stating where they got their their chickens from. They probably came from a fucked up Tyson, you know, Purdue owned mega factory farm, right? Like that is what's happening. Yeah. And so we are supporting that shit. Like it's, and it's, it's fucked up and I kind of don't care. Like I kind of just want my, my, my chicken nuggets or whatever. (laughs) I love chicken nuggets. But at least if I can pull back on these things, then we can have, if, if we pull back on quantity, then we can have quality, right? Like it at least makes it easier and more feasible. I feel like, but earlier you were just saying that you don't give a shit about quality, you, your quantity over quality yeah. all the time. Yeah. I uh, was saying, yeah, with, with restaurants, with, it's, it's hard for me not to want the big plate of food over like the finicky gourmet stuff. I would say that I'm probably, I didn't mention this before, but I'm probably the opposite, especially in like a fancy restaurant. Like I would rather have a six ounce filet mignon mm. than have like a, 32 ounce, I don't know, fucking sirloin steak yeah, or something like that. Um, anyway, I just thought that was a fun <laughs> difference in so, it, opinion of those two things. So with Although meat, though, simultaneously, I don't, I don't think it's the, I, I think it's a different argument. What you're saying is like the quality of, of life for animals yeah. and uh, also the quality of, um, uh, I guess society as a whole where we're all taking care of each other versus the quantity of food that we can produce just because we can mass produce everything. Yeah, exactly. So, So, I mean, with meat, like the, I, I, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's pretty crazy. Like one steak equals like 25 pounds of potatoes or whatever. Right. So that's more what I mean is that if we're all eating a steak every day, we, you, it would be physically impossible to eat the same equivalent in potatoes. So you could have I mean, all the potatoes you want. Ireland did it for a while. Yeah. For, and, and how did that work out for them? <laughs> I'm just saying. They it got happened. what they had coming to them. <laughs> no, that's not true. 
I mean, oh, what well, they had they coming did, to right? them was potatoes. And Actually, they got you know, exactly that. And they the just funny thing is, um, speaking of monocultures, the, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but the potato famine pretty much only occurred because they were all growing uh, one of two types of potatoes, both of which were susceptible to potato rot. Like that's if they had been growing the twenty-five varieties that were that are still being grown in. Um, Oh God, I'm so bad with geography. Uh, a place in South America. It's a South <laughs> American enough. place where <sighs> potatoes are native. Like they, there would have been no problem because one crop would have failed, but you know, 15 others would have been fine. Are you are you googling this? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where they are. Oh uh, God, the, Wait, the moment was you first say it. Dom- domesticated uh, South America. Um, it's. I, I kind of want to say... Central Peru. Yes, Peru. Thank you. Yes, Peru. So in Peru, they have like purple potatoes, yellow potatoes, orange potatoes, black potatoes, white potatoes, red potatoes. Like they don't give a fuck. They're like, it's all They're potatoes. Just like potatoes. They're Let's like big potatoes, have... small potatoes. And they grow them all because why wouldn't you? They're delicious. One potato, two potato, red potato, blue potato. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a, a veritable Susian cornucopia. Yeah. <laughs> and whereas in Ireland, they were like, uh, we're just growing this one with it's like a couple of us will grow this other one, but basically we're all going to grow this one. And that is why they were so badly fucked. It's not that they wouldn't have had a bad year because they would have lost a lot of these big, delicious tubers. It's they were so fucked. Because of the monoculture. All, everything they, yeah. died. That's yeah. that's more of an investment all your eggs in one basket thing, if we're really if you want to go down there. Right? Yeah, like not diversifying your investment portfolio. Right. We, just, that you could take that as an ecology thing or an, an economics thing. You, I mean, really it's really. kind of both, it actually. Is, yeah. It, it was yeah. actually the economy of Ireland. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it it really was both. Yeah. <laughs> they put them all in one basket, man. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. So uh, you know. If you're listening to this, you, you don't need to eat meat every day. You don't need to shower every day. And you're probably tying your shoes wrong. I mean, that's really the message I want to get that, out. That is, I think, the message that both of us have been trying to get across <laughs> for a very long time. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, tie your shoes correctly. There's a TED Talks. I'll link it in the thing. Um, Maybe we'll put some stuff about bees. We talked so much about bees. How are we going to tie in the bees into the? Uh, I mean, bees are the just they're fascinating. They're just they're there's something that I'm I'm just I'm fascinated by. I, I was I was saying this to you during the break actually. Like I got involved with bees because I wanted to make my own mead, which is uh, honey wine. If you're not familiar, yeah, it's like the traditional Viking drink. Maybe is, maybe is it not. honey wine or honey beer. Uh, it's honey wine. Okay. I, technically, it's wine. Um, it's delicious. It's very sweet. Makes for a very bad hangover because of all the sugar. Yeah. By the way, sugar. pro tip: don't get super drunk on mead. You'll regret it. Yeah. Um, unless you have like a giant beard or to soak it all up. Yeah. As it were. Or manischewitz. Yeah. We never did talk about the Jews. We didn't uh, talk about the Jews. That's okay. another episode. Plenty of people We've have said a lot of things about Jews. Um, it's a thing. Google it. If you've never yeah. heard of a Jew just, before, just Google Jews <laughs> and, and have a field day. Open up an anonymous <laughs> tab first. Yeah, actually, uh, you don't do want this. To be on a list. Go to a coffee shop, open up a VPN, <laughs> yeah. get on anonymous browsing. Yeah, and type in, quote, what's with the Jews? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> question mark. And have, have fun with all of that. 
Well, I think uh, I think we've had a really great uh, conversation here. I think we have some other things. Uh, maybe we didn't talk about perch shitting. We didn't talk about Jews. Oh, right. Uh, oh, but uh, maybe we can do it some other time. I don't know if you're ever down again. Maybe, maybe. another barbecue day. We'll see. <laughs> this has been awful. Awful? I haven't had any fun at all sitting here you're either being terribly sarcastic or incredibly honest (laughs) and either way why not both (laughs) why not uh, honestly thank you for having me this is a lot of fun we can talk about shitting and jews anytime Anytime. you like i'll 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 be back (laughs) right on well thanks for coming out thank you guys for listening uh and we'll see you next week